this is our what sixth sixth session songbird scion saboteur i believe and things you know i thought for uh, we'd have at least a couple of sessions of stuff being cleaner in the post tanager jubilee world but we're picking back up to nell stalwart unconscious in a basement surrounded by angry fairy cats so we don't know he's in the basement yeah, yeah he knows he's in the basement <laughs> the he rest he's in it anymore yeah well the only Fair. person who could have even potentially found me was asleep on the couch so <laughs> sorry <laughs> so last there's, week, there's no way people would have found me <laughs> last week on the war for the crown the party returned well, retired, rather, back to their new estate. As the Betany heirs, they had to head back into the town of Stockies. Take stock ease on what they have set up in real- I feel bad about that. Stop, really sorry. please! <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but oh my god. Why? What happened? I don't oh. get it. Look around. <laughs> Chop blacked out for a minute. He just even, didn't even process that. Um... Came by to look around, see what needed to be done. As part of the Betney inheritance, they are new now the tribunes of this tiny little hamlet. And boy, what a tiny little hamlet it is. It's a pretty <laughs> impressive place that exists. Rundown, neglected for well over a decade. The folk there aren't super excited about some new nobles just coming in from out of town to take the reins and tell them what's best for them. But that kicked off with them stepping in as the judges on a really straightforward case. Sometimes those cases just solve themselves as they are also judge, jury, and executioner. They're the law in Stockies, and we've already booted one person out of the village on the first day we lived there. So that's pretty cool. But better than that, they have problems even closer to home as the new Betney estate appeared to be, well, relatively haunted. And we found out it's not necessarily haunted. It's just... Fae. Well, it's infested. Yeah, just Fae is not necessarily an accurate way to phrase that, because that could be better or worse depending on how you look at it. They're not trying to kill you necessarily, but they're up to Fae shenanigans, and Fae and Galarian really just do their own thing they have their own motives and whatever they are they're not happy about they're not any happier about you moving in than the people of stockies are you found their lair tucked away in a hidden alcove in the basement of your new estate kahina had a pretty good idea to leave them a small pile of offerings and hopefully try to express goodwill make friends maybe it's also far from unheard of for Faye to be useful. Befriending them could have a whole plethora of benefits. Nell decided to go downstairs in the middle of the night and dig around in their cave and see what he could find. <laughs> Alone. Without telling anybody. So, as After we... being all but told directly not <laughs> to do that. <laughs> you didn't say don't. All but directly. But what Nell needs is directly. That was the part you messed up. <laughs> I mean, this is not the first time the party's run into problems like this, is it? Nell's pretty bullheaded. 
and he kind of just does what he wants. And doesn't, doesn't listen to us even when we do tell him things directly. He doesn't Not really always. think things through. He's had a very comfortable upbringing, and he thinks he's a lot more prepared for things than he really is. It's not the first time this has happened. But it is the first time that the end result was a couple of failed will saves later. Nell is shrunken to about three feet tall and unconscious. Alone in the basement with a trio of cat fairies. And that's more or less just where we left it, right? Because at that point, nobody knows what happened to him. Before, at least Nell knew, because, you know, he was there. But now it's just a... an open book. Anything could happen. Anything at all. So at the end of that, and let me turn on the sound here for you guys, but I forget that. That just brings us to the night, right? Everyone's asleep, <laughs> whether by choice or otherwise. So we're just going to be scooting on ahead to waking up the next morning, which I'm sure Nell is going to feel terribly unhappy about. And you would be the first to awake now as you would be awoken from your magical slumber by uh, a poking in your ribs. Could have been way worse. And as you wake up and it open still your get eyes worse. Give it time. and <laughs> no, come to... Well, what, what kind of poking? <laughs> like, uh, just... like a sharp object? <laughs> no, not, not a sharp object. Just like a, a, a very much ball. rounded and blunt object just prodding okay, into the do... side of your ribs. Okay. And as you open your eyes and slowly come to... It takes a minute to kind of grasp your situation. You feel a little, little cool, uncomfortably chilly. <laughs> you feel grass, and you come to realize this is a boot prodding you in the side of your ribs. A little before sunrise. And as you start to awaken further and look around, you hear a voice. Addressing you. Are you, you drunk? Get! You look Get up and see a, a couple of men with a pair of wagons loaded with lumber and supplies behind them uh, pulled up <laughs> in the drive to the Betany estate. You are very, very naked in the lawn out in front of the gate. Okay. Bill's <laughs> been here before, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh. for these reasons, perhaps, but possibly from a hangover of sorts. So I'm going to... He's going to be a little confused, and he's going to stand up. He's going to look at the people, not caring at all that he's naked. <laughs> no shame whatsoever. <laughs> And he's just going to look around and figure out who they are and where he is. You don't recognize any of the faces. Uh, you don't recognize them as villagers of Stockies or anyone that you've seen in your brief travels up to Lothidar and the Tanager Jubilee so far. Uh, but they are a 
group, a trio of, of fairly large bearded men. Uh, suntanned, very much look like they do a lot of work for a living. And they don't seem pleased with your naked shenanigans here in front of the <laughs> gate. He's going to, to say to the lot of them, I take it that you are all here from where was it? They just kind of look at you. They look at each other, kind of confused. Just, just ignore this. Fairies and, and not nice things. Um, give me just a moment. And he's going to start walking back inside. <laughs> just stand there. You, <laughs> you walk in through the open outer gate and up to the front door, still stark naked. They have no response. They they do not know what to make of this. But uh, as you get to the door, the one yells after you, Ah! Uh, are you Sarasnam? No. He's in here. Just just come, come on in the gate. I'm going to go get some clothes, and I will explain all he of this to everyone. He puts up his hands. No need to explain to me, Sarah. Far from me to pry into the affairs of nobles. Sarastam's welcome to lay as he pleases. We're just here. I'm actually uh, going to laugh out loud at that and say, no, no, this has nothing to do with him. This no, please, I don't want to know that. any further. <laughs> the, the Baron sent us, Baron O'Kara. Yes, I, I figured that's who you were. I'll be back out in a moment. And we're just yelling across the yard at each yeah, other. Yeah, you're yelling up and down the yard at each other. He just puts his, puts his hands still up. Hi, <laughs> sir. At this point, oh. starting to just kind of look away from your so, bits. Trying not to gaze at the, I imagine, glowing beacon that is naked now in the lawn. Yeah. So I'm going to go back in the house. No attempts at, at being quiet or sneaky. I'm going aggressively back inside into my room and at is least the door getting unlocked? pants. And you would, that is a question. The front door is not unlocked. No. You would try the front door and it is very much locked. I will just knock firmly on the front door and just wait. Uh, uh. I don't like where this is going because I'm always the one that answers the door. I'm still really, really just kind of now awkwardly shuffling around back. I mean, to the you're cart, probably not quite awake yet. And Nori is the other direction, to the door. leaning up against the cart, just looking away from the building, <laughs> away from the road, out towards the road. And uh, at this, it would be These around when you guys are awakening. So I'll leave it to you guys. And Nori's on the front couch, so mm -hmm. she'd be the nearest. To hear this knocking at this point, as you're starting to awaken, you wouldn't need a perception check for this or anything. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, she would hear the knocking, obviously, be slightly annoyed by it, but pull herself up, ah, stretch out the cobwebs, start walking to the front door, and uh, she would open the door, look to out, just full, full frontal nudity, just eye to eye with them. I mess with the fairies. She would close the door. Walk <laughs> <laughs> back, back near oh. to her couch. And as she's laying back down under the couch, she's like, Nell's naked on the front door. Could someone please address this? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and so, she would try to start going back to sleep. So, Too early in the morning for door. this. This would shut in your face. Nell waits. What about the rest of what you? About, if, you if, if, he didn't, 
or if, if you, you lock in the lock front door again, or just close it. Yeah. If, well, I mean, it I doesn't auto probably... lock, so I imagine unlocking it, opening it, and closing. I guess it wouldn't be locked. Yeah, so I would the just door go inside. Closes it. You just open it and walk inside. So, <laughs> as you lay back down the coach, you hear the door opening again, and Nell just comes in. I'm I'm assuming at the the screaming of Anori at the bottom of the stairs, nails naked outside. Somebody deal with this. She, she's just on the couch, like literally like this, as he's coming in the door. Just <laughs> Kahina walks downstairs and just oh my. I, I'm sure what? by the time you got down there, I would have made it to my closet, wherever I was sleeping. Which is probably upstairs, so it's past upstairs. her. No, no, I was sleeping <laughs> on the first floor. Oh, you sleep on the first floor? Well, I don't know. Let me see. Let me there's the no bed. I slept in the kitchen. Yeah, but there's not, like, closets. I literally the slept in the kitchen on the table. My on stuff would be on there. The table, yeah. Well, your stuff would be there. Uh, I mean, not the, your clothes, your armor, and your, your clothes from last night, your armor, and your sword and shield, notably, would not. But yeah, I'm sure I've got you like have, three changes of clothes. Uh, yeah, three, probably more than that. Honestly, you came from nobility. You've probably got at least like a week's wardrobe oh, at minimum fair. here. So you definitely have clothes, but not the ones you were previously wearing. Yeah. So I'll put on different clothes while everyone's waking up. So the rest of everyone rouses from their slumber. Kahina, at least, comes downstairs as Nellis would have made it into the kitchen by then for sure. She's just walking straight across the living room past the Nori's disapproving glare. And uh, the rest of you start to come too. What? 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 You like? She's just looking at Inori. What? In the living room. It's really cold outside, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Nell laughing or Derp laughing? I, I laughed at that. I think that's Derp. <laughs> Nell, Nell would, yeah, Nell wouldn't that's have heard that. He's in the other room. I just said that to Kahina as she was looking like something was going on. I just thought that was funny. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so, party. Nell comes back in the living room, fully dressed. I imagine at least somewhat interested the rest of you would make your way downstairs. So all of you would be in the living room with a fully clothed Nell, who is not wearing the same thing he wore last night. Is he still half size? No, that would have worn out a while ago. <laughs> no, he's not still three feet tall. <laughs> That lasts like a couple minutes. So he's <laughs> he is not still a tiny midget, fortunately. He don't have a three foot tall baby now. Oh, that would have been a much bigger <laughs> point of focus had he still been three feet yeah. tall. No, he is normally sized now. It's like the baby leg baby baby deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. <laughs> they probably would have thought it was more normal since like halflings are normally entertainment anyways. The people outside. <laughs> so, <Burn>. <laughs> party. <laughs> mhm. So, uh, I'm assuming I, with everyone gathered around, now yeah, you're all here. Uh, Nori had called out. Everyone just kind of stand around. No one's saying anything. Somebody, so, I'm sure, is going to speak up. Well, I'm going either now or Nori. Yeah, I'm gonna. When I walk out of the room, I'm going to say, Baron O'Kara's men are here. The fairies have my armor and my weapon. But let's deal with the guys standing in the front yard first. Wait, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, just right over it. What? Why <laughs> do the fairies have your weapon and your armor? I messed with the fairies, but there's gentlemen outside. We gotta go. You did what? Sorry, gonna also, roll they trashed your stuff. 
walk up to the uh, walk up to the front door and open it and see the guys outside. <laughs> so Zara opens the front door and you see very much all the way down, still outside the gate, still by their wagons, a healthy 20, 30 feet away are the trio of uh, construction workers and, uh, and a foreman who had addressed now initially. Zara's going to uh, like wave at the people behind him and start walking off down the road like, you guys have fun with that. I'm going to go down here. <laughs> and, and Kahina's just going to don't. You just, you just woke up. You, You're just going to roll you, out of bed and walk into town. move. We are not done. We are not done. <laughs> and she's going to turn to Baylor and she's like, watch him. Don't let him go back downstairs. And then she's going to walk out. When, and then when she walks past him, she's going to be like, <laughs> so wait, I'm still, I'm still clarifying, Dara, you rolled out of bed, you're just going to walk past the construction workers and whatever you just slept no, in. No, 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 to the construction workers. Oh, past them to the construction to workers. Them. Okay, I was like, I don't understand where you're going or why, but I'm really yeah. curious as to your thought process. That makes a yeah, lot more no, sense. No, no. Kahina needs a minute, so she doesn't strangle Nell where he stands, and she's going <laughs> to walk out and play the good wife. The point still stands. You come out. Having just climbed out of bed and whatever Dara sleeps in, which I'm gonna go ahead and imagine is not your armor. Yeah. So in whatever like. nightgown you have, and uh, the construction workers turn and see you, and their eyes kind of go wide for a minute, and all of them but the foreman just turn back away and they're very, very focused on having a <laughs> small conversation amongst themselves. And uh, the I foreman. I do not wear nightgowns. Thank you very much. He's I got sleep pants man. on, probably. He's got sleep pants. He's military. That's a man. nightgown. It's no. a men's nightgown, but like, but pajamas, that is not at all what that is. The form of nightgown. <laughs> a a dude a like that. Yeah, a dude like that would probably wear slacks and a uh, a loose shirt to bed. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> you hey, this is your character. You tell us what you Having wear. just rolled out of bed <laughs> after. The naked man wandered back inside a moment ago. They saw another woman at the door shouting, and then you come out having clearly just gotten out of bed. The foreman puts on a very big smile and puts up a kind of cautionary head. Morning, sir. You serastum by chance? Yes, uh, that would be me. Uh, are you? Did you come from the uh, Kara estate? And he uh, he walks forward. This uh, then comes up to shake your hand. And says, "I, uh, the Baron sent us down. He said as a gift. I understood you need some work going. I see you have the mill in town under construction. I assume we're here to help with." And he just gestures at the wildly overgrown lawn and gates and the. Kind of cracked foundation and vines and everything climbing up the edge of the estate. Just the general outer state of your manor. And it says, this. Yes, there will be plenty of work for you here. We need uh, lots of help and we have uh, lots of business for you here. I uh, just need the words and we can get started on bringing this mansion back up. Looks like it's been abandoned for... At least a decade. I know the late Lady Bettany had left around then, but it seems the place wasn't too terribly well taken care of before then. Uh, I think we're actually... Uh, we had discussed starting with the mill, was it? You've got a team putting the mill together already. Oh. Uh, it seems they've got supplies in hand there. 
All right. Well, sure. If you already have a team, then you are way ahead of me this morning. Uh, you may continue on with the house. <laughs> Puts his hands up. <laughs> this is a pleasure to assist. So we'll we'll be no trouble. Just don't mind the noise. Uh, this looks like the kind of job's gonna take us a few weeks, or perhaps a month. A lot to be done out here. But you sent us with far more than enough supplies for that. Uh, if there's anything else you'd like us to assist with afterward, let us know. Uh, about that time, I guess, Kahina would walk up and be like, Yes! After the house, we start on the road. We need to fix the bridge. It was difficult to get the wagons up here. Uh, I know that the Gold Canyon Bridge out to the west has been down for a while. I don't right know we have quite that much in supplies, but, uh... We could give it a look. I mean, of course, we're more than happy to continue on if you provide pay and what we need after what the Baron supplied us with. Mm -hmm. He just sent us out here to help in what way we could. Yes, we'd be more than happy, and it would be great to have somebody who knows uh, knows about uh, construction and engineering more than we do to give us an honest estimate of what we will need to fix the bridge so that we can open trade again. Of course. It'll take us a few days to drop plans for the manor here, the outlying yards, these various fencings, a lot of those foundations are crumbled. They're not going to hold up for much longer. We'll probably have to re-cement them and build that up from scratch. Uh, it'll take us a couple days to get plans drawn up, figure out what we're doing here, and then we can head out to take a look at the bridge if you like before we get started on anything. That would be wonderful. Darling? Uh yes, sounds lovely. Uh, carry on. And at that, with the second woman... <laughs> In addition to the naked man, he's sitting at the house. His eyes kind of go wide for a moment before he uh, shakes head of it and pulls it back in. So, Zai, well, if you need anything else from us, let us know. We'll just be taking measurements and looking around for the next two, uh, next few days. Hopefully, we won't be in much trouble. Shouldn't Thank interfere you. with your daily business. So, while this is happening outside, I'm going to pull Baylor to the side inside and tell him what they did to the letter, the... The treasures, like all, all the stuff that we left down there. I'm going to go into detail about what they did to it and what I found when I went down there. Yeah, the note was ripped off and all the uh, the jewelry she'd left had been covered in really what appeared to be feces. They just really seemed to be widely displeased with the offering in general. Uh, you, you share what you know. Going into no details about what you did or why you were down there, I'm sure. Just telling them what you saw. And around that time... What of the, the creatures themselves? Well, there's three of them, and they roar, and they you threw me against the wall and made me three feet tall and put me to sleep and took my armor. I reckon they didn't like me going down there to check on things. <laughs> they kind of they blocked my door and didn't is let this me out. Is response is just staring at him? And you, you 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 did say they looked like cats. About as cat as a cat gets, yeah. As far as I can tell. Just, just with this information, could I try to figure out if I know exactly what they are? I would let you uh, roll another. What is it? Knowledge nature for Faye. Knowledge nature, yeah. I would let you roll a knowledge nature 
to try and figure out what you're dealing with with the details that Nell had given you, yes. That would make sense. 24. And with a 24, you are fairly certain that you're dealing with uh, what appears to be a trio of Domovoi. This would be something, as a wizard, the vast majority, if not almost 100% of what you know from these knowledge checks is things that you have literally read in books. This isn't personal experience or anything. So you're going to be a lot more likely to be able to pull out like actual names of creatures and uh, the kind of interactions that would be recorded with them from having researched them just in all the time you spend in your various wizarding studies. Domovoi are not cats, but Domovoi are more than capable of turning into cats. And in fact, they frequently take forms like that or small dogs dealing with people they don't know. Their true form, as uh, you've only seen in like artistic representations or drawings and textbooks, are about knee-high, tiny, hairy old men with uh, beards that grow all the way down and almost around their body, uh, almost sort of like they're, they're naked but clothed in beard as big as they are. They're, they're kind of gross-looking little creatures. But most of the reports you have of Domovoi are friendly. You haven't heard of Domovoi interacting with people like this before, Usually, they appear in places, well, like stockies, rural farming communities, out-of-the-way areas, uh, small hamlets. And these domovoys seem to be attracted to those kind of areas. Common reports of interactions and domovoy encounters are them... It's kind of called binding themselves to rural families and living among them even going so far as to help with cleaning and harvesting. You're being led to the thought of Domovoi both because of their abilities and because of the state of the inside of this manor versus the state of the outside of this manor. It would make sense that a trio of them had been maintaining the interior of the Betany estate in the decade of an absence of any real inhabitants. But again, they're not typically aggressive. They're not considered pests they're not hunted there's no like bounties on them for rogue adventures to bring back heads to the mayor because they're just a nuisance they're helpful in fact it's common uh kind of mythos for farm folk to leave like an old boot or a shirt or something in an empty closet to try to attract domovoy as they seem to be drawn to offerings of clothing uh, especially those that are handmade. There aren't many, or any really, reports that you would have read of Domovoy interacting with nobility. You do know their powers are similar to what Nell described. They are fey, they are highly magical, they can present themselves in their true form as small cats or dogs, or just entirely invisible, which they can remain seemingly infinitely and at will. And they have access to very standard fey magic and things like shrinking down Nell, reduced person-esque things, putting him to sleep. That, that smacks of standard fey magic to you. But you don't know any more than that about the specifics of what they can or can't do. 
Because, again, it's not really, like, the, the, the reports are not of fighting them. <laughs> They're of farm folk living with them. It is very strange if these are Domovoi that we're having this issue with them. They might see us since was the Bettanies that they were working with, they might see us as someone else having taken over and they're trying to defend the place until I mean, Fey concept of time is probably much different until the Bettanies return. There may be something else that's bothering them. I honestly, when I heard you'd messed with them and this had resulted, I thought it was going to be a lost cause to try to reason with them anymore. But if these are Domovoi, like I think, maybe it's not as lost as I originally thought. They just think that we're invading. It could be that. There could be some problem they're having that has angered them and they're taking it out on us. And if we could solve that for them, we could get this all sorted out. I don't know for sure. Well, maybe it's if they only normally live with commoners, maybe we are not acting like commoners enough for them to please them. Maybe we are acting too much like nobles. I don't know what their definition of commoner and noble is, but I feel like I, if they only live with commoners. In a very rare situation, Ciaran is going to voice his opinion directly into Anori's mind. They live in a damn mansion. What nonsense is this? Commoners didn't live here before. And uh, she would repeat that and absolutely say that Ciaran said that to everybody. And I'm sure I'll that's touch on that sort later again. <laughs> but We're gonna come now... back to this. <laughs> continuing. But for now, it does. Like the Bettanies were living here before. But were so... they living here with these, or did these more recently move in? That is a question. But they were the keeping Bettany. the place clean. I don't know that they'd have just started that if they moved in while no one was here. But while the uh, stairwell in the corner of the house is already broken in, or not broken in, but broken down, maybe that happened before they got here, and now that they are here, they clean up the rest of the house, and so it is kept in very good condition. I think you got yourself muted, Cha. Do you think we should go and try and speak with them? Or since you can speak with them and uh, that, not that, let Nell go anywhere near them? I didn't say what I did yet. I just said I went down there, saw that your stuff was trashed, and then they attacked me. That that That's another I, thing. If they're just from my knowledge, if they're usually dealing with commoners, they probably understand common. Yes. I tried to talk uh, to them. You would imagine, like, it's never, it's not specified, but 
yeah, I, like I would make that assumption that. Uh, what you have, because again, there's a huge divide between the peasants. It's, it's, this is almost like UFO sightings, but every now and then they actually have an opportunity to verify it because that's the kind of people you're going to get Domovoy reports from is people that live in Stockies and Stockies-esque places, which is pretty much, if you draw a Venn diagram of those people and people who write the textbooks you've read, there'd be absolutely no overlap. So there's little from the writer's perspective of people who have actually talked to Domovoy because you've seen, or you know they're very skittish with people they're not bound to. Right. But if these farm folk claim to talk to Domovoy, surely they, if they're not, full of crap, either speak common or have some sort of way to communicate. Well, Thar's gonna uh, go upstairs and get dressed. <laughs> and think on it as he goes upstairs and get dressed. <laughs> it's pants time. He's gonna... Yeah, and, uh, Anorian Baylor don't have your spells prepped for the day yet either, because you had just awoken, so before doing anything... It's not a horrible idea to take an hour to go get dressed, take your morning bath or whatever, prepare your various spells and just get ready as you are wont to do. Definitely want to do that. Kahina's going to use her uh, sleeves to make her outfit, like, not extremely noble-esque this time around. Not peasant clothing. Peasant Peasant clothing. clothing. Maybe okay. not a, not a dirty peasant, mind you, but like just a regular peasant. Homespun, like a... something looking a little more homespun. Okay, okay. And I then after that, while they're doing uh, that kind of stuff, she's going to do something else, extremely domestic. She's going to start to clean. So she's gonna work about cleaning the house, sweeping and stuff like that. The most interesting part of what you know, Baylor, and what stands out if you're, if you're dealing with Domovoy is by all accounts they spend the vast majority of their time just invisible. So you are now very acutely aware that they could just be watching you at literally any time. Like Faye do. Like Faye do. Faye shenanigans. Ceiling Faye watches you all so- the time. I would ask Baylor Baylor at some point, so if they're that small, even smaller than the cats they appeared to be, where's my stuff? knee high. That's a little bigger than the cats they appear as. They appear like regular house cats. Okay. I I don't know what cat you have, but if your cat is knee high, I'm here to inform you, you have a very large cat. Well, I thought... You have a Maine Coon. (laughs) Like, the description that you gave made it sound like they were, like... Tiny sized. I mean, I think they are. I mean, knee high is tiny. They're, tiny. they're littered like the same size category as a domestic that's, cat. That's like tiny right there. Tiny, I mean, they're like, the, it's knee Smallest high. I, I literally feet. said knee high, I and mean, then it gave you a pretty good size. I mean, if they laid down, maybe they'd be Maine Coon sized. <laughs> this is like a Maine Coon standing up, I guess. Well, I would ask, where do you think they took my stuff? It may still be in the basement. Don't go down there yet. I'm not going down there. <laughs> I'm just asking where you think they might have put it. Like I said, we'll check in the basement once we're ready. Until then, leave it alone. I'm going to go make some breakfast. Food time. 
So you guys spend your morning, uh, spend an hour or so getting prepared, readying your spells, thinking over what as ill-conceived as Nell's approach may have been, it did teach you some things and may end up accidentally being the way that you get to reach out to these Dumb Boy. And after an hour, you're all ready, you're cleaned, you're dressed up, your spells are prepared. A little over an hour, I guess, because an hour preparing spells and whatever, slightly more for Anori and Baylor to get cleaned up and dressed. But the sun is rising up, morning is underway, and you reconvene. I suppose we check the basement and see how things look down there. Someone who's not Nell go first. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might still want me to go first. I don't know. No, I don't. Someone who's not Nell go do first. Not. <laughs> Hard pass. So let me uh, bring Nell back up here because apparently on this screen still have Nell in the sad basement. So I'll uh, bring him and all you guys up in the living room here. Oh, he's still tiny. Look at the token. <laughs> Look at his tiny little token. There you go, buddy. And you Yay. can go ahead and take the unconscious indicator off, too. Uh, also, if any of you didn't, did you not heal four health for a no. day? Because you do, you did sleep, so you guys do get four health back, anyone who's missing HP. So make sure you uh, <laughs> take, the, take those as well. And Would I be fatigued since they took my stuff? If they took your armor off, you're actually not fatigued. Okay. Fantastic. Because fortunately, he, he, he slept in the street and he's not fought naked, so... It, it's not about where you sleep. It's about sleeping the full amount of time. Yeah, he slept I mean, on he, the nice soft grass. Yeah, he slept out in the grass. It was it was camping, camping. at worst. At least it wasn't like raining. Naked and Nude afraid. Nude camping. Like Nude camping. Exactly. Naked and afraid. Um, Kahina will go down. She doesn't. So, she's not so afraid. Who is going to the basement? And who is going to the basement? First, let me drag us to the basement here. Kahina Ooh. said she wanted to go. If I she goes first, go I'm not opposed to it. Uh, who else is I'll... going though? Like, is Nell coming at all, yeah. or unless they tell me not to? That's that's why I'm asking because there is a non-zero chance they tell you not to. Uh, Dara's gonna look over at Anori and see what she's gonna do. Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, and probably not a bad idea for Nell to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm not crazy about going down there, but I, I'm I mean, not a huge fan. I may stay up. Uh, I may stay upstairs and keep watch. So yeah. just good luck, team. <laughs> and by team, I mean Kahina. Is Baylor going as the one who knows about Double Boy? I mean, you you already got a mage down there, right? You don't need me, right, Baylor? Should be fine. Hey, if you want to stay up here, you can stay up here. Somebody's got to keep Nell out of trouble, right? Yes, someone does. <laughs> I'll let you know, I did try talking to them. They did not like my words. Not many people do, so, Nell. Baylor. You're not wrong. Baylor, <laughs> I love how he skated around the fact that he started digging. Like... <laughs> but, yeah, it's not lying. He just hasn't... No one's asked him if he tried yeah. to dig a hole. Nobody uh, asked what I Baylor, did. Baylor, are you going to the basement? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you two are heading down to the basement here. So the two of you 
make your way down the stairs to the bottom floor of your manor, where you know the Fae live. Well, where at least the Fae have their little cave. What are we doing? <laughs> well, first looking around to see if there's, you know, a pile of armor or anything around. Uh, as you look around the main opening of the basement here, no, you do not see armor just randomly scattered around the bottom of the stairs. I hope he has enough money to buy another set. <laughs> but as you make your way up here to look into the Fey Cavern, it's pretty apparent where all the stuff went. Because it is here. Also, generally abused. Uh, the Fey seem to have been mostly incapable of, like, you know, actually physically damaging his armor. Because it's metal and they're very tiny. And physical strength is not typically a face. Strong point. It's but also it does... metal in plus one, isn't it? Yeah, it does certainly look like they gave it the old college try. His the outfit. Sword is cold iron. Yeah, so your sword. That. Yeah, your, your sword has just kind of been tossed against the wall. You said um, you didn't have your sword. You said you had your hatchet. No, I said I drew my hatchet. He drew his hatchet. He had uh... everything. But uh, the hatchet and the sword are both kind of tossed against the wall. Uh, covered in dirt and things that look like dirt but smell worse than dirt. Your <laughs> actual outfit itself has been torn apart. They did what they could to that one. Your shield, upon which you painted the fresco of Princess Eutropia's face, has been almost entirely scratched off. Well, the shield itself is not damaged, but they did claw across Eutropia's face and scratch and peel off most of the paint on the shield. The one exception is your breastplate, which was painted with the icon iconography of Shellen, which is entirely untouched and left leaned up against the post in the center of the cave. Still pristine. Kahina, seeing that, it's like, ah! And she's going to think of a very different thing to wear. And her clothes are going to morph into her very Shellen-esque colors and very flowy and worshipy, obvious. So the magic kind of, of shoots through your, uh, your clothes and changes you from the peasant outfit to, well, I imagine pretty close to your regular outfit. Mm -hmm. uh, just the the very, very multicolored, bright, vibrant, pastel, shellanite outfit that you more or less normally wear. Mm -hmm. Back to your default. Yep. Minus the glaive, because she's not, she doesn't have her glaive on her. Do you not have your glaive? Do you have your armor? Or are you just clothed? Just her, her, uh, she always wears her armor with her and then she uses the sleeves to decorate around it. Okay, so you still have the armor on because it mm -hmm. can't change the look of your armor, but you have the. Yeah, she just doesn't have her glaive on her. Fair enough. So you didn't, yeah, you didn't bring She's your not going to carry the glaive stick. around. Giant whooping stick is not in the basement. <laughs> so, what do we do? I'm going to call out into the room. Hello in both Common and Sylvan. See if there's any response. You call out 
and you at first hear nothing. And you still continue to hear nothing, but you see he can't stalk out of the shadow uh the shadows here. It's hackles raised, it's hair on end. Angry looking cat. Gonna kind of put my hands up a little, just like, you know, not carrying anything, and continue. I'll, I'll, I'll try and Sylvan. Just be like, I'm sorry for what occurred last night. My friend is not the smartest. <laughs> As you say this, the cat looks at you, but still just kind of prowling. It's its mood or aggressive stance does not change. It doesn't like actively hiss or anything, but it does not like still does not look very happy. I I guess Kahina, not knowing whether or not it's like. So she'll just turn around since she just knows common and elvish and some various other things, but not Sylvan. Not Sylvan. She's like, We do not mean you harm. We never did. He's we just we would like to speak with you to talk to you about That's f How did that play? I don't Anyway. What were you saying, Kahina? Oh, sorry. You were interrupted. <laughs> I actually forgot what you said because I was very focused on trying to fix that. I apologized for Nell, and then she... She she asked... Uh, she's, she kind of apologized, and then she said, we would like to basically parlay. Parlay? Truce? We would like to speak to you, if you would allow us to. And she is not looking them in the eye. At all. She is being very reverent and looking at the ground. So, the two of you make a couple attempts to reach out to this dome of light here. You see no sign of the other two cats yet. Uh, wherever it is, they may be. But this one, it's not, again, it's not attacking, it's not hissing actively, it. it it's just standing there upset. So, one of you two roll me a diplomacy check. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that's going to be the bard. But I know that Miller actually has pretty good diplomacy. Mm -hmm. So who's taking the lead on this? Don't metagame who's got a higher stat. Who's taking the lead on reaching out to the Fae here? Can, can, can the other one just assist? The other, that's, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, I guess I'll... Because uh... I give you that bonus when you're working with uh, the nobles yeah. and with the, the rounds that I just I'm just worried because But normally we all one of know... you is going, one of you is assisting. Yeah, we all know I'm the one. So... That's, <laughs> that's, that's metagaming. You're the one. <laughs> I'm Kahina's taking the lead. The I'll one. do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. So you go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check. Oh, Lord of mercy. He's so scalder shot. Oh. That yeah. is not a one. Yeah. 32. And Baylor oh. with the assist. Of a 27. Definitely uh, gets that. The 27 is <laughs> definitely higher than 10 last I checked. So you get a 34 on your diplomacy check. As you 
desperately try to reach out to this Domovoy or whatever. And after a little bit of back and forth between the two of you, the hair on the cat starts to kind of lays down. And the cat turns around a bit in a circle, as cats do, and sits down. Still just kind of staring at you. Kahina, seeing this, she will, she's going to sit. She's like, she's showing like she's not combat stance, nothing. She's literally going to just sit down on the ground. Sit down on the floor. Mm-hmm. What about you, Baylor? You're just going to hang out, see what happens. Yeah, I'll stay standing a little bit back behind Kahina like I am here. And kind of watch a little bit on alert in case anything happened, but not... I mean, I'm a wizard. I don't have a weapon at all. The cat starts to walk towards you. And as it it gets up from sitting and moves forward, it starts to rear up as it walks, and its flesh and fur warps into a tiny, pretty gross-looking... Goblin, devil, fairy thing with its beard tied off, a white beard tied off in two big knots on either side, and wearing what appears to be a really, really old, but well taken care of, just gray cotton shirt. And as he totters up, looking at you, he kind of looks Kahina up and down. And turns his weird little head up to Baylor. Just kind of squints at the both of you. Mm. Why, um, you come here? My husband, Sir Rostam, the Betanese have passed on, and we have uh, come to take over the estate and to help the people of Stockies rebuild. We're the new... As you're talking, the other two of them come into view uh, out from the shadows, both also in their fairy form behind the leader. I take it it's speaking in common? It's speaking in common, yes. Alright. Sorry, I didn't specify. Yeah. I, I, I figured you would have specified if Kahina couldn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would make sense. But yes, it is it is speaking common. Yeah. We've we've come to help the peoples of Stockies rebuild. And he raises one old little gnarled, stumpy, very hairy finger. This kind of points at you. You um noble folk. And he points at Baylor. You um noble folk noble folk heartless selfish mean not like the nobles I think you know from around here we are not from here we are from far away we've come and we have seen what devastation has become this land and it hurts our hearts we've come to help honestly 
And he kind of looks back at the uh, the other two, and they all just sort of grumble. They don't say any words. They just kind of grumble amongst each other for a moment. And it's not Sylvan either. It's just they, they almost seem to have a, an, an extra language of just grunting vaguely in each other's direction quickly. The front one turns back around to face you again. Mm, maybe. And he points back at the, uh, turns around, points back at the breastplate, leaning up against the pillar. Him, big dumb one. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> dumb. I am very <laughs> upset with him. <laughs> and I apologize that my offering was not to your liking. If you tell me what you would like instead, I will happily provide anything that you need. Okay, he turns and looks at the other two again. They just kind of grumble amongst each other for another brief moment. He turns back around. Me, um, Blunk. He turns around. Wink. Nod. Blunk. Nod. Was we, um, very protects very house. Protect um, Alice lady from the noble folk. We have met some of the other nobles, so we understand why she probably needed some protecting. She was, from what I heard, a very wonderful woman. And I am sorry I never got to meet her myself. And with this, all of them just start kind of nodding, and it's a slightly happier grumbling. It's like, mm, 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 nice, nice lady. Alice, girl, kind to us. She, um, very loving. Not, mm, noble folk. You um, seem nice, not a um, noble folk. He points back at the breastplate. Big um, dumb one, noble folk. Big White dumb one. Girl, big dumb one is trying folk. to be better. We're trying to teach big dumb one to be a better person. He's a hard one to teach. Very stubborn. He means well. Just bad decisions. We, um, saw Mill rebuilding. Mm -hmm. You, um, ordered that. You first, fix some mill. First the mill, then the pump house, then the bridge. We have plans to help everyone. There's, they tell us there's something evil in the pump house we have to go and take care of it and they all nod again uh, amongst themselves once more as they are just kind of want to do as they grumble this time sort of upset he turns back to you mm. sordom lady marjorie she, um, in pump house. She, um, angry now. Angry. Sword lady. Okay. How long has she been there? Mm, not long. He looks back towards Lincoln, not again. They grumble briefly. Turns back to you. 
man time. Twenty um, seasons. Five years? Uh, That's about um, what Piscom said. Tried to restore Pump House. Hired by um, Piscom. Didn't make it back. Hmm. Evil things there. Not us, buddy. Oh, no. Do you know what it is there? Hmm. This is a bunch of just kind of shaking heads and angry, confused, grumbling. Bigum evil. That sure. It takes people. Turns them. Marjorie, sword lady. She them So maybe necromancer? Not, maybe not a necromancer, but some sort of undead. Big evil, bigger than dumb one. He points back at the chest again. Kahina's <laughs> okay, just gonna crack up loud. Yes, <laughs> dumb one. Dumb one is dumb. Dumb one not evil, but dumb one is very dumb. You and also big. And also big. You fix him, Mel. See him, good him, sorts. Maybe right sorts. We sorry. Oh. And the wink and nod behind him just repeats, sorry. Nod nods. Nod nods. Nod, nods. <laughs> Wink winks. <laughs> and we said blop. Blop. Blop was blunk. Blunk. Wink and nods. Obviously blunk. What kind of a name would blop blunk, be? Blunk blunks. Nod nods and wink winks. There you go. I don't know what a blunk there. is, but there you go. There, you guys can have some names here for your, oops, for your various interactions. <laughs> Put them up here where you can see the names. Well, we apologize. apologize to you. We apologize as well. We we were unaware that you were here to uh, still protecting the house. Um, and I don't think Piscom knew either. Um, otherwise, we would have tried to speak with you the moment we came in. He, Blunk, kind of again totters forward a bit further out of the cave and uh, looks you up and down, just kind of looking at your shell and colors, your sleeves, mm-hmm. everything you have on. Looks you over, continues onward to Baylor, waddles around him a bit, points down to Baylor's feet. Give him sock. <laughs> I, will take off my sock. <laughs> I will take off my shoe and take off my sock. <laughs> My sock. I will give him a sock. Master has given Dobby a <laughs> Take sock. Take off your sock, and you hand it to Blunk, and Blunk pulls it up over his entire leg like a stocking, up underneath his big cotton shirt. And with that, him and all the rest of them all just start kind of like muttering excitedly. <laughs> Bound. 
Liam help you now? Oh, thank you, Blanc. We are very much in your debt. If you want anything, just tell us. And I will... Shakes his head and then stops and a wink steps forward and says, Mmm. Construction men outside. Move them. Okay. We fix a manor. Town more important. That can be done. We will do so. We will send them to town to start construction on the houses. And Buck, okay. Something you would like to say? kind of physically tops his head back and forth. It's like he's actually rolling a thought around in his mind. You can hear it rattling. <laughs> you can hear the wheels turning. Big, dumb, blonde stuff back. If I'm going to send him to fight the big evil in the pump house, I'm going to need his stuff back. I can bring you other shiny things if you want. We um, take him stuff and um, uh, sorry for his painting. He can repaint it again. He takes great joy in painting. I'm sure he'll be happy to do it again. So meanwhile, upstairs, they've been down here for a while now it's it's been like how long is this conversation man we've been down here for a solid 10 plus minutes talking to these fey these double boy now inori dara how's waiting fantastic so how it. do you wind up outside naked again i mean <laughs> run that past me one more time because that's not how i like to wake up most days i'll be honest with you well as far as I'm aware, I ended up outside naked with a boot poking at me. That's about all I can tell you. That's, that's my favorite part, the boot. <laughs> uh, this is very much Nori actually laughing in character here, for sure. Oh. But uh, as you're waiting after about 10, 15 minutes, Kahina and Baylor and make their way upstairs. Followed by three tiny, tottering gremlins that have to physically pull themselves up each stair, like full arms, like you would if you were trying to climb up on a countertop. Because that's about how high it is for them. Oh, yeah. Nori would definitely have hand on sword. Be a little concerned. I'd put a hand up as you reach for it, just... No, no. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> and they just kind of stop at the edge of the room and just sort of totter about looking at you as uh, 
Kate and Bella rejoin the party, but they they don't say anything immediately. These are our new friends. Blunk, wink, and nod. So that's what they look like. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet the three of you. I think you already did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I came and messed with you. And then she's going to turn after uh, he apologizes. I was like, see? Trying to make the stupid one a better person. And he, uh, the Blunk, the leader, points to Nod and just kind of waves back towards where they came from. Nod, nods, and scampers off back to the stairs and back down to the basement. Blunk turns around and looking at Nell's feet, Wes at Nell. We, um, Sorry for sleep them and shrink them and naked. And <laughs> naked. <laughs> oh, you don't got. You guys don't need to apologize for that. All I want to hear is an apology for my couch winding up in the backyard. Not him. <laughs> he stands up as tall as he can, getting an extra maybe half inch. Not him. Your couch. Alice girl's couch. They have, um, they, uh, they were looking after, uh, your cousin, darling. They, uh, they said they needed to protect her from the other nobles. I told them we had met some of the other nobles already, and we understand why they needed to protect her from the other nobles. Yeah. Well, Did I... you tell them what happened to one of those nobles in the jousting? Well, we hadn't had the chance yet. <laughs> well, now, um, points up the Baylor Elf Man's couch. <laughs> we <laughs> are bound. <laughs> and he just, Anori, here you might. Just, she's just cold staring right at Baylor now. <laughs> They're you bound. You can sleep on my couch if you like, Anori. <laughs> That's. You have my blessing. Oh. <laughs> Kahina is loving this. And uh, <laughs> you hear a clunking, just like clank, 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 clank on the in the stairwell behind you, or well past you all rather. As Nod comes back around the corner, dragging what actually looks like a fine, a very, very finely crafted blade. It's a just a long sword, but to a what two foot tall, tiny little dingle fairy. He's got to physically drag the thing behind him as he walks. It's a Buster sword. Well, it's a little bit. <laughs> Like this. Ooh. A notch near the tip of the blade and five gems of different colors set around in the handle. Uh, the only difference of what it looks like now is that four of those gems, everything but the white one in the center, is cracked. Like a, a spider web of cracks runs across the face of the gem. And it almost seems dull. As if it's not... It's not as uh, radiant or glittering as a gem would normally be, even given the cracks in it, as if some kind of power was somehow missing. 
and the uh, nod as he comes into the ro uh, room, grunting as he tries to drag this. Wham! Ruined shield. Mm. Take him this big dumb and drops it to the floor <laughs> with a clatter. Wham! Sorry. Well, I will uh, pick it up. Tell them apology accepted. If I can return the favor, please let me know. And I'll just examine the blade. Like the, you, uh, the actual craft work of the blade, because obviously... Other than the gems being shattered, it is in perfect, pristine condition. Uh, it is fine. Uh, the blade is an absolute fine edge, as if it had just been to the whetstone an hour prior, as if it was unused and perfect, just finalized a day or two ago. Clearly magical. And even just holding it, you can feel the power in this sword. I do very much appreciate it. Thank you. And a Blunk speaks up again. This heirloom. Alice girls family kept. We protect. But now bound them to elf man. It yours. Seems quite fitting. You protected and you protected Alice and we will use this to protect the people of Stockies. Protect them. That's sword. It um magic. Better to um protect. Not attack. Well, I suppose, Nell being the man that he is, after looking over the sword and hearing all this, he's going to think that's perfect for him. And he wants to offer these little individuals a drink. Oh. <laughs> of course he does. And with this, the, all of them would immediately, like, <laughs> clap their hands together, <laughs> excited, and start chanting, Drink them! Drink them! Drink them! Drink them! Drink them! All three of them kind of together in unison. Uh, uh, so, I seem happy with this offer. I still have I still have a couple of bottles of wine I brought with me. I've got entire gallons of ale. Yeah. And they just oh, continue so, well, chanting, Drink them! Drink them! Drink them! <laughs> jump back and forth from one foot to the other, clapping. Okay. The voice and, uh, news here, but I mean, it's like early. Like, we it's... just woke up. I mean, I'm not gonna pass up a drink here. By it's any five o'clock somewhere. But I've, I don't think I've ever even drank this early, guys. Uh, while, while the boys are shouting, drink them, drink them, drink them, she, uh, Kahina is gonna walk over to, uh, uh, Dara and be like, they have expressed their want to fix the outside of the house themselves and bade us tell uh, Baron O'Kara's men to move on to fix the town. So maybe we go outside and we tell them that after discussion we have decided that the town will come first and that we will 
worry about the house ourselves. Yeah, tell them we have other plans for the house. For the house. That's, that, that'll sound more acceptable to them. Than, yeah. Uh, we want to do something else. First. Yeah, yeah. Tell them that we have other plans for the house and that we wish to we wish to move them to to start more of the improvements to the town first while we deal with the house. Or, yeah, while we do our other plans with the house. So, so I guess send them to the uh, send them to the road and send them to the town. So the Dara can the go out and uh, relay that to the craftsmen and tell them to instead. Did you want to the road or did you want to send the bridge? Because that was the other thing you told them you wanted to do was go check out the gold pebble bridge. Well, yeah, we, for what they have, what they have right now, you know, they, since they don't have enough for the bridge, they can still scope out the. Yeah, yeah they were they, gonna go was... like take a couple days to figure out what they needed to build the mm-hmm. bridge. Yeah, tell them to scope out the town instead of like. And what the town needs versus what that what the manor house needs right now. So you'll tell them uh, what do you want to tell them to look after the roads or the bridge or like what do you want them to look at? Because you've got you got a bridge. Probably the bridge. The earlier we get working on that's like, like this. This is engineering project. work. Don't yeah. be like oh go look at the town. Like they need to know what they're building blueprints yeah. and plans for. So we'll the bridge. So you'll send them out west to the Gold Canyon Bridge and see if they can get that fixed, because having the ability to travel, I don't know, west from where you currently are mm-hmm. would be Without going big east help. for 80 miles first? Yeah, because <laughs> we're, again, we're here, and to get to here, we have to do this entire dance right now, because this bridge is out. And it would be just fantastic if that bridge wasn't out. So you'll send them over there to start measuring that up. And they, they have a, several wagons full of supplies and the canyon's not that wide, it's just deep. But they'll take a look and see what they can do. Question. Answer. Which way does the water flow? South. I don't know, but I'm the curious river, as to why the river is going left and right across the map. What, like, is it coming towards us or going oh, towards? It's, that, uh, the river, okay. So the Gold Pebble Canyon's not actually like the oh the river up above across the middle of the map okay hold on let me ping back over the map i thought you were talking about the one that the uh the canyon bridge was over okay so we're talking about uh canal stocky's spur stocky comes down to us stocky's spur goes up away from here i'm pretty sure i'm not a hundred percent but i'm pretty sure the entire marat canal flows east to west from Lake Stavian and Lake Stavian is the source that's what and I was thinking the Stocky Spur is just another side that flows in from the lake near Stocky so I'm going to say it flows up into the Marat Canal and out to the west so it flows, it flows from Stocky's to the Marat Canal okay I have an idea to discuss later with everyone I am really curious as to where this is going because I have no uh, no earthly idea what your idea could possibly be. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Sailing down the river, maybe. Good thing um, Mel gets too comfortable with that sword. I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm just magical I'm, and all that, but if if I waved a quick detect magic on that, would I be able to That was going to be the next question. You need to handle the sword, but I was going to ask if anyone was going to attempt to yeah. detect yeah, magic Yeah, I mean, because we know he's not the best I was going to hand it to one of you. Yeah, I, I'm sure while Dara's out talking to the contractors and telling them, go look at the gold pebble bridge, see what you can do, you are going to cast uh, detect magic. 
take this blade in your hands and look it over and see what you can figure out because we've already fully established Baylor doesn't identify things. So, Inori. I don't identify things when people are looking. Give me a spell <laughs> craft check. I was really hoping the die would come out right as the sound wound down because that would have been pretty cool. But give me a spell craft check anyway. So with a uh, 13, ouch! You you actually don't know. It's very powerful. Baylord, this is your moment. He rolled a 13 on the die. 25 coming out of you. You did it, Baylord. First of all, let's all just clap a moment. <laughs> all of us for Baylord here. He I'm managed showing off in front of the Fae. to <laughs> successfully identify a thing. Oh, it happened. <laughs> he did it. Inherits a couch, and now he thinks he runs the place. So, looking this over, trying to assess its various auras is, is almost impossible. But you, you learn a few things about the blade, at least. Each of the five gems in the hilt emanates a different, very powerful aura. Each of the gems is independently magical, but the magic is linked back into the blade itself. The only one that appears to be active right now is the undamaged white gem in the center. The four color gems around the outside, shattered as they are, aren't attuned properly. They're not connecting as they should. But you wouldn't even begin to know how to go about fixing that. The blade itself seems to be a powerful but relatively straightforward enchantment. This is a plus two defending longsword. But it goes beyond that. Beyond the ability to transfer the weapon's enhancement bonus from the sword to your own AC, which is what defending does. It's plus two, but you can make it all the way down to a plus zero to just give yourself plus two AC. The sword, it's not intelligent, but it seems to have a desire to defend not only its bearer, but their allies. If you transfer the magical energy contained in this blade to protect yourself, that bonus will also apply to an ally within 10 feet. Oh, that's really good. So you can... I, was this sword made for me? So. <laughs> Basically, yes. I want to tell you, uh, I'm gonna get the, the tiny behind the curtain, because it's hilarious. This is as written. I'm not, oh, wow. I have zero <laughs> to modify this. This is exactly as written, um, is what this sword does. But yes, this was, I swear, purpose made for Nell's character. Because if you think that's going to be anything but a plus zero AC bonus to me and whoever's beside me, I mean, come on. Yeah, you can... Uh... Or Kahina behind you with her hand on you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you can just run this at all times. I don't know if defending can go all the way down to plus zero. Let me double check, actually, before I say things that are wrong. Well, because doesn't the sword feel, go to zero, but your I feel based two. on the channel we are on, I am obligated. Some or all. Yep, it's a free action. So at the start, it happens at the start of your turn. You can choose to have anywhere from a plus two to a plus zero longsword. 
and uh, whatever you siphon out of sword goes into your AC and the AC of an ally within 10 feet. Okay. In addition, the magic... <laughs> and you'll know this isn't modified because this is the Paizoist effect the weapon has ever had. It's just hilarious to me. Uh, I hope you find this as funny as I, I do. And to the chat watchers, many of you that are less familiar with Pathfinder systems and APs in general may not find this as funny as we do. But they just, man, they love this effect. There's nothing wrong with it. They just, do you want to guess what the white gem does? It is the most, I'm going to say the most common, extremely situational, 99% of the time useless, but occasionally it, perfect. Is it against a specific spell? What do you think it does, Vanshaw? <laughs> Out of character, what do you think the white gem does? Hold on. Is this immunity to mind effect? Once like per day... The wielder can activate the magic and the white gemstone to negate all darts from a magic, magic missile. Magic missile. <laughs> They're targeting you. Wow. I love it. There are so many it. items that negate magic missile. There, I don't know why why the hatred for magic missile, but there are so <laughs> many anti-specifically yeah. magic missile items in Pathfinder, was, and I love it. Was I it Ire of the Storm? There was a necklace that all it did was that's prevented a, damage that's from magic missile. That's a base wondrous item. Ire of the Storm had one, but there is a basic wondrous item that is an amulet that yeah, absorbs Yeah, but like, that, that's where I know damage. it from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't know if Dan, magic missile, us. like, it's just, it's just funny. I'm not, this is in no way, like, against Pies or anything. I think it's hilarious. I don't know if magic missile is, is a much bigger factor in the playtests that happen over at Paizo headquarters, or if this is a running joke among the developers to have at least one anti-magic missile item in each campaign, perhaps Dan can give us some insight. <laughs> Because there it, are... It, it's like how you always fight a dragon in every <laughs> exactly. adventure map. There are two guarantees. If you play one of the full six-book Paizo adventure paths, there are two guarantees. You will fight exactly one dragon at some point in the campaign, somewhere, and you will get at least one item that does nothing but block magic missiles specifically. I... And I love it. I love how consistent it is. And I really want to know if it's a running joke or if it's like a reference to something or what their reasoning is. Because I love it. I love that without <laughs> fail, there is the anti-magic missile item. But once per day, no. You can absorb all the darts of a magic missile that are aimed at you. Is there any way we could... I mean, obviously the sword's really powerful already from what we see, what we can see, but... Is there any way we could figure out how to fix the other gems to unleash its true power? Well, we all you can really tell it. so far is that there is a lot of latent energy in this blade. The enchantments seem clearly much more powerful than what it's currently presenting, but it's linked into the gems. Absolutely. And with the gems in their current state, this is all the power you can access in the sword. You really have, you, you've got no idea how to repair them. But based on the way if... 
maybe a, a, a sentient blade that's been around for, I don't know, thousands of years might have any intel on how to fix gems like this. Are you what? saying this out loud? <laughs> yes, and he would probably hear me and I'm waiting for a response in my head. What, do you think I'm a jeweler? I, I'm a sword girl. Don't down talk yourself uh, like that, CR. I apologize. I'm just pulling your leg. I actually can fix this one for you. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be doing you a disservice if I kept this knowledge to myself. Here's what I can do. Okay. Not this coming Oath Day, but the Oath Day after that. At the Regional Intelligent Item Gathering, I'll ask some of my buddies that are into jewel crafting to see if they can fix this one up for you. What do you think I'm gonna do, girl? Use your head! I'm, everybody could just see a Nori's just expression just go from multiple emotions to happy to sad to indifferent to just she looks blank and furious right now and uh, she's gonna look at Baylor and everybody and be like yeah he can't help <laughs> okay well I then you just hear a chuckle in the back of your mind that you're all familiar uh... with from CRN. I guess, uh, yeah, let's get the, get the face some drinks and I'll call my buddies. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that got me good. I got a friend who deals in sword-based gems. <laughs> kind of an expert. I'm going to call him in and see what I'll he can tell me about. I'll give him a call, see what he thinks. So, oh, you got me so good. I'm sitting here on bated breath just waiting for an answer. <laughs> <coughs> ah, so, yeah. you go get the, uh, the wine you have in your things and pour out some drinks for these tiny Doma boy. Uh, Dara, uh, and Dara's out telling the, the contractors, the construction crew, to head over to Gold Pebble and see what they can do about the bridge. Take the measurements there and study other plans for the mansion uh, that had popped up. Baylor and Anori are working on identifying Nell's sword. All this is taken care of within 20, 30 minutes. And the Domovoy bids you a farewell for now. Each cast a quick spell and disappear. And you're left with the majority of the day ahead of you here. It's still a fairly early morning. I don't know who drank other than the Dodoma boy, who are very, very excited to consume alcohol. <laughs> I would have just given them a gallon. Just they can drink what they want. Well, they will take if you give them a gallon, they will it's take like, the whole gallon. Use some for the road. <laughs> no, take I have two whole gallons of ale, so they will take an entire gallon of that. Sounds like a plan. And, and then I guess I go back downstairs and get uh, get Nell's stuff. Yeah, they would, they would not reappear as they would obviously freely allow you to take the rest of Nell's thing now, out, out. And now you would see the painting of Eutropia tarnished and almost entirely scratched off the shield, leaving your shield nearly bare with uh, just little 
almost like radiant strips of color around the edges as they scratched out mostly the middle where Eutropia's face and body was. How difficult slash time consuming do you think it would be to finish cleaning it up? Just like removing the, the paint entirely. Uh, it would certainly be easier than repainting it. Yeah. No. There's not much left on there. I mean, you find yourself a couple, like maybe an hour or two of free time, you can scrape the rest of that off okay. fairly easily. I'll have to take care of that in the evening at some point. So, party. Who wants a sword? Because <laughs> I have a spare cold iron sword now. Is it? It's not an enchanted, right? It's just cold iron? Yeah, just a generic cold iron longsword. Tell you what, if things keep going a certain way for me, I'm going to be looking for a replacement. Let's see that sword of yours again. What What do you want to look at? It's it's black and it talks to me, Baylor. What do you... <laughs> I, I, I would like to try one more thing. All right, all right, all right. I'll entertain you. Be careful with it, though. Here. Family heirloom, remember? All right. Instead of just detect magic with a regular spellcraft check, I'm going to try identify on it. Ooh, we're going on us. We want to know what this is now. This is a game time has come to an end. And now that Inori is, well, fairly regularly having conversations. (laughs) We need to know that the the sword's actually sentient and that Inori's not going insane. (laughs) You you now want to learn a little bit more about this. So you cast... I know something's going on because I did cast detect magic on the sword way back and it wasn't magical and now it is. It's I'm just more interested in what's going on. One in a great pile of things that appear to have more power in them than you can actually. You cast identify a more powerful, much more directed spell into CRM. Oh, that was a nice bounce on that one. And you get a 49. Wow. On your spellcraft check, identify is pretty good magic. And Plus me, twenty. I want to just double check here and make sure I don't tell you things that you wouldn't know. Let me see. What's it's entirely this. possible he could try to resist it too. Like he seems to do what he wants. He actually would get a will save. Yeah, that's what I mean. He would. Like, it would be it's my just... stuff too. I think he uses my numbers. Yeah. Let me. Let me see. I don't think even an intelligent object gets a will save against detect magic. I think detect magic just straight oh, up really? doesn't allow a save. That's what I expected. <coughs> yeah, it just straight up doesn't allow a save at all. So even an intelligent object, he would if he could take it. But uh, there's no save at all on that, even against an intelligent item. So you turn it over in your hands, and you sense the consciousness in the sword. Because while bound to Inori, while tied to her and her lineage, it is still an intelligent weapon. And with your identify and your magic, you can detect that. You sense that this black blade maybe wasn't even non-magical at your first sense so much as it was shielding itself from you. So it makes a lot more sense now as you, you identify whatever it is that lives inside this sword, whatever consciousness it has. Ciaran is incredibly powerful. This is a recurring theme. War for the crown, semicolon, it's incredibly powerful, but you're not accessing all of its power. 
Yeah, I was just standing there rubbing my ring as I was explaining Nell's sword to everybody. Yeah, because you even experienced this before with the envoy ring. Again, you, you've, you're coming across thing after thing here. And realistically, I would say in Galarian and in your studies as a wizard, this probably isn't an uncommon thing. It's... It's interesting because we gotta we gotta step aside here out of character and kind of divide game mechanics and world building. The fact that so many of these are introduced in War for the Crown, these are definitely things that just exist. It's just something that hadn't been detailed in Pathfinder rules until recently. But this would not be horribly uncommon. I mean, no more uncommon than a regular sentient magical artifact. Like, sure, it's not, you're not just going to walk down the street and pick one up in a it's gutter. It's not unheard of. It's not unheard of, exactly. There, there are things that happen. And this is, this is yet another magical item in that, in that kind of class. It's interesting how many that you are coming across, almost as if it's not chance so much as they are finding their way to you and your group intentionally. Which is an entire another story and pile of uh, interest in and of itself. But it's another situation here. But this item is fully intelligent. The Envoy Ring seems to have a will. It seems to have desires. But it's not intelligent. It doesn't have a consciousness. It's something that you can talk to. Same with the, with the uh, new sword that Nell has. Same with Dignity's Barb. But this one is fully awake. Do you have no doubt that Anori is not completely insane and is in fact communicating with this sword, but this consciousness is wholly and completely locked off to you, which is uncommon, but also not entirely unheard of. Sometimes particularly powerful intelligent weapons choose to bind themselves to individuals or families. And without incredibly powerful magic that is far beyond what you have, you cannot force them to reach out to anyone else without destroying them. Siarn will not talk to you, but he is very definitely there. The lights are on, just nobody's answering the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can even see creepy. like a silhouette through the through the window, just kind of turn its head and then go back to the TV. <laughs> He's not interested. Tiaran was the name, correct? That's that's what Dad used to call him. Yeah, the Shadowbane is the nickname he used too. Well, take good care of him. It, she, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a him. So wait, you believe me? You don't think I'm crazy? I think you're well, crazy. It's fine. Well, you being crazy has nothing to do with whether the sword is intelligent or not. But I believe the sword is intelligent. <laughs> I only wish I know where Dad picked it up. I have no idea. <laughs> Don't know where he found it. I just know he had it for, man, almost his whole career. So, party, what do we want to do with our afternoon? Well, with our noon and then after pretty much an entire day. Uh, at, at, at some point, I want to slip back down to the basement and cast Detect Magic again and see if that <laughs> Abjuration Aura is still there. It would be gone. All right. I'm never telling Nell. Nell would be gone, yes. At the end of the day, he actually got what he wanted. Everything went better than expected. 
Despite no one died. the irresponsibility of his actions, it came out better than anyone See, thought. That's exactly the problem. Is he's gonna, he's like, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna chalk that up as a win. Like now keeps it accidenting into success. Idiot savant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that. never punish. If never it keeps punish. on working, why stop? <laughs> So, what do you guys want to do with your day? The mill is under construction. Uh, the construction crew that Baron O'Kara sent is heading out to the west. Today is what? It is fire day, and you are due, supposedly, at Dame Crab's place in two days. Oh. With your new horses, that's going to take you, let me double check again, Moose 55 miles. It could take you a little better than a day to ride there. You're going to need to stop over at either Varnaris or Lothidar on your way out to be able to make it there on Oath Day. So, so we could need leave to out. leave tonight or this afternoon, really, at the latest. So you've got like a morning and noon for you, basically. That's where my idea comes into play. What if instead of riding all the way around, we just get on a boat and let the river take us there? Have a boat? I'm sure someone has a boat. We don't need a big boat for just us to sit in and go. And it takes us several times as long to get back because I doubt we're going to fit five horses on a boat. No, but we could have someone take the horses there for us. It's just an idea if it'd be faster. I'm not a sailor. I, I don't I do not do boats, but it's that an idea. idea. Well, I, didn't they say that the boats were very few and far between? And that the boats. people who They're have like them don't want to part with them? Yeah. It, it would probably be a really good idea for if you wanted to get um, any type of, like drink or anything from your brewery to your business over at the villages down the way. Mm -hmm. At the moment, there are a literal pair of small barges that the Stockies villagers kind of use as common. Uh, you're unsure who actually owns them. They use for fishing and to get around the lake to the north, of, north end of Stockies and the rivers around the, the east and the south. I'm going to... Spend a couple hours cleaning up my shield then. Just okay. eat some lunch, clean up the shield. That's how I'm going to spend my, part of my day. Yeah, you guys uh, got a couple hours a day before you get on your horses and not out to go do things. So We could rest. go tell Piscom. We could update Piscom that they're here to look at the, the bridge. So we're going to start construction on the bridge. And the town. You want to do that? Yeah. Anyone want to go with her? Uh, I'll go with her. So as uh, anyone else said, just the two of you, you said the couple going into I'm, town here to... Uh, I'm staying here because I've got something else. But I asked because, again, it is actually a pretty decent distance. You're like three miles from Stockies, so like you're going Well, we have town. horses now. We you do have horses, horses, but I mean, you're still going three miles. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's not like that's a horrifically long journey, but you, you're moving a decent distance away. It's mm -hmm. not like you're just going next door. It is a ways. Right. So, the two of you ride down into Stockings. And as you arrive, 
you see a crowd that is going in the middle of town and just like the blank marketplace, uh, well, the blank area in the middle, a, a ramshackle marketplace has been set up. There are dozens of what appear to be beggars and other assorted miscreants pandering their various goods, actually just begging, and trying to make deals with a few of the Stockies locals. The Stockies is a town of about 60-ish people. So this maybe 20, 25 beggars showing up as is almost half the size of Stockies itself on a normal day. Uh, they in particular seem to be bothering a lot of the craftsmen that had come into town. The three that had come to the house were just the, the foremen that had come to discuss the plans with you, but they brought a few teams. And you've also got your hired hands in working on the mill that you'd brought in from Pensaris earlier. There's a lot more people on Stockies than usual, and this roving horde of beggars appears to have showed up to take advantage. And as soon as you get into town on your horses and barely have time to see them, a half dozen of them break off in the pack, surging towards the people with clearly more money than everyone else here. And you have, you are stopped by a circle of these beggars and people trying to pander various potions and ales and things to you. I mean, uh, Kahina being Kahina, she would actually, those who have, like, goods and whatnot, she would actually probably start looking them over. As you look down, they have a random assortment uh, of things. They've got a lot of very common but very random goods. What appear to be a lot of homemade candles, uh, various rolls of uh, cotton and wool and just raw materials. Uh, some of them offer you a few potions or scrolls, even a uh, hodgepodge of minor magical items they pulled together. Okay. But about half of them are just begging for a spare coin. Um, I guess she would. I mean, I've got some some coin on me, so she would actually probably purchase uh, the magical goods and the candles, and you know. What not and uh so you wanna give me a roundabout estimate? Yeah, about if you how want to buy uh they've got one actual potion. I didn't have these open, but I think you'd actually buy them screen <laughs> brief moment. They've got one actual potion that is going to be sixty gold. And it doesn't have a label under anything, and it smells relatively foul. It's not in any kind of a different container than the rest of the little bottles of ales and whiskeys they have that they appear to, or just moonshine, really, that they appear to have brewed themselves from wherever it is they came from. And they have three scrolls. The one with the potion tells you all he knows about this is it gives you the vision of an owl. The vision of an owl at night, at that. Great for hunting. He keeps trying to pawn it off. And the scrolls are, well, just kind of a random assortment. After he sees you just buying stuff, he pretty much just puts them up to you and says 100 gold. 
Okay. Not even bothering to tell you what they are. Yeah, she'll take them, because she'll take it back to Baylor. She'll take the random assortment of magical crap. After you take all the scrolls, he pulls out another thing. A small, thin rod, about six inches long. I, uh, this tool, magic wand, it uh, protects you. It shells, it keeps you safe hunting. Boys, game, 700 gold. All right, for that, Kahina's actually going to cast Detect Magic <laughs> to see if the wand is actually magical. Right, so this one, you're like, all right, all right. Those first things prepare the chum change. This yeah, whatever. Is, this is a little much. I'm going to pick this one up. And you take a, you kind of reach down. He doesn't let you peek it, but you cast Detect Magic. He lets you put a hand on it. You can at least understand the concept of this. Make me a spell cap check. And as you're buying these things, more and more of the horde of beggars is surging over. You're now surrounded by about 20 of these very raggedly dressed, whatever they are, assorted hooligans. Uh, with a 16, actually, I don't think that identifies this. You can tell it is in fact magical. It's trying to sell you a stick, a stick for 700 gold. And it contains an aura of Abjuration. Hold on. Evocation. Every time. Hour of evocation. But you you can't identify exactly what it is or how powerful it is. Do you have 700 gold on your person? I do. I, I have starter gold I never spent. Fair enough. So after the 100, I still have 1,000. Um, yeah, all right. I don't know if I... Let's see if I can charm him down some. See hey, if I can... the rest of your stuff. Give me yeah. a discount. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Give me a diplomacy check. That's perfectly reasonable. Haggling time. Diplomate him. I shall diplomate him. Do you know who I am? Dear sir. Uh, 32. They... I no, would like... but... It's 600 gold. Useful regardless. I mean, it is, but I do have a friend who is a mage, and I mean, I, he has wands, and I just don't know if it's one that we need. I'm, I'm doing this more to help the people who need some, rather than any actual need of such a thing. And uh, with that, he puts the wand uh, back away and kind of pulls himself back out of the group with the like the handful of gold and platinum did give them for the, the scrolls. The other one, the potion, has already uh, made his way back to the other main group. Well, they all kind of gather around. It seems to be whatever this group is, is one big community. Uh, the ones that go back to the stragglers that have not come over to the people that are handing out money uh, all just kind of seem to split the coins you've given them among each other and are huddled together discussing something. Most of the carpenters in town take this opportunity to get away as fast as they can and get into Anora's tavern while they are not being targeted by these beggars. Surprisingly, the people of Stockies seem to be more than happy with them. The, the, main, the other group still near the center of the hamlet here are engaged in trade. 
with some of the stockies locals with the various goods they produce mostly again just the, the corn that they farm uh, but a few for fish and even for a few rolls of cloth that a villager had spun uh, they don't seem at all bothered or even surprised like this is out of the ordinary but you are surrounded by about 20 beggars <laughs> all right Dara's gonna uh, raise his voice and be like uh... Uh, you should you should literally raise your voice. That sounds like a great idea to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He would be like, um, people who, who put the mic more directly in front of your mouth. We're gonna figure this out. I don't know how we're gonna do it. Like that? Yeah. Talk now. Now keep going. Okay. 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 So people who here needs work, we have plenty of work to do, and we have a good coin that we are willing to part with. And with that, you have a, a whole bunch of hands just reaching out and just voices overlapping, offering prices and assistance for whatever, really. Uh, this seems like, well, not the Carpenters or Pensaris, who are still literally in town and in earshot, um, possibly cheaper labor that for things that are simple can help bring down the cost of repairing things like roads or the farms or removing stumps things that don't really take any technical know-how like yeah. repairing a bridge or a mill um, who here is a leader or uh, can get something organized around here and we can make a deal they all kind of fall silent at once and look at each other and one of them uh, near the front they're all just looking against each, looking at each other and he raises his hand I not leader per se but we'd all be willing to work for coin and you, who are you young sir Kind of looks down. I don't have a right proper name. Like, the noble folk. But I'm sure you have a name. What is your name? I am Dora Rostan, and I am. I look forward to working with you. Anybody who's willing to help the town is a friend. Mm. Ever. Ever. Very nice to meet you. What would, uh, maybe we can come to a deal. And with that, everyone very happily resumes their clamming over the top of each other. They all seemed kind of off-put by the mention of a, of a leader, which, without even having to roll sense mode or anything, strikes you as, as really odd. But it doesn't seem like it'll be terribly difficult for you to work with these people, for you to figure out something you can come to terms with that well isn't going to be as expensive as hiring proper carpenters if you just need unskilled work the question is where this horde even came from in the first place really yeah so as you discuss with them anything you want to build if you want to hire this group you can run down the price of any construction in town 
that doesn't really require skill or anything. You want to rebuild, like redoing the, the roads and whatnot by about 20% by hiring them instead of standard actual carpenters from out of town. <laughs> well, these are also from out of town because they've kind of showed up out of nowhere, but from wherever they are. He's going to lean over to Kahina and be like, do you think this will offend the carpenter or offend uh, Okera if we I... hire them? If we hired them to do things like removing stumps and, and helping people clear farmland and, and whatnot, or repair roads while we have them working on paying them to work on the bridge and on the windmill, I, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, we can ask, but I mean, they would, they're engineers. They'd much rather spend their time doing something, you know, getting paid to do something large rather than, you know, pulling stumps out of yards. Yeah, you feel Fields. like there's, there's a Moving lot of needs done here that is just manpower. And these guys mm -hmm. would be more than happy to help for, well, mm -hmm. money. So, you make your way into Honora's Tavern, where Honora is serving, uh, well, well, more people than usual, because, again, there's these teams of carpenters in town, both for the mill and for the, the groups that Baron O'Kara had sent over himself. You've got probably 20 carpenters and 20 beggars in town right now. And Stocky's only got about 60 people in it normally. <laughs> With you, you've about doubled the size of the Dinkus Hamlet. So it's it's pretty busy in here. As you go it in, took uh, us five days to double the population of the town. <laughs> well, because there's also all the followers that we have yep. that came. But they're, they're not around necessarily, I don't think. We but send them out to do things. You head into the tavern. And... Anora immediately raises a hand, lays down a drink for someone, and comes around to greet you. Hey! Uh, sorry about the, the mess outside. They, they, where do they come from? Are they not? They're not from Stuckies. You are they? Really came up here unprepared, didn't you? You don't know about the beggarwood. I was called that for a reason. No. What is the uh, bigger one? I, 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 sorry, I, I don't mean to be rude. It's just not. I don't know. It's just it's so normal here in, in Stockies, really. So, the forest down to the south, a couple miles down the road, it's kind of be known as just the beggar one. I don't know if it had a proper name before that, but if it, that was before my time, and it's it's for these people. They all come from there. It, it's a settlement of sorts, kind of unofficial extra barony. No one really claims dominion over it, Yeah, you know, save for Count Lothied himself. And As of yet, his efforts to push them out have been unsuccessful. But she points at the uh, wall of her tavern there where there's a small bounty board. And pinned up on the front is a large, much more official looking sheet of paper and the rest of some of the notes and scraps up there. It's a fairly barren bounty board. But this clearly didn't come from anyone in Stockies. This is an official seal. And on it are four very plain, generic faces that had been uh, artistically rendered with rewards and a bounty underneath. 
a bounty of 2,000 gold. Each. And, uh, Pyscom says, those are supposedly the leaders. We'll call them the Four Hoods. But, Cal's never been able to run them down, and neither is Sir Gusern. Bless his strange little heart. Not for lack of trying. Technically, what they do here in town, I guess, is legal, but it's only trade stockings kits, really. People need it. Going to Pensaris for supplies is a long journey and difficult. They got to tend to crops. Not everyone here can make it. Well, we uh, we have the offered uh, some of them some uh, some small uh, jobs to uh, help. Uh, Doing some manual labor, so. Uh, be careful with that. Uh, you, you don't want to have any of them in sight if Gusangner or any of the other nobles come into town. Uh, as bounty's technically on all their heads, but mm. what a silver apiece for the rest of them. It's the four hoods they're really after. They, they call them the Beggarwood Bandits. And they know nothing they've done against anyone. They haven't ever caused Stockies no harm, but... The count claims they've been a nuisance as far up as Lothadar, waylaying caravans and traders to try to come into the region. Uh, blames them for half the problem Marat's having growing trade routes. I see. Really, though, I mean, look at them. The they can't even afford weapons. Uh, what are they going to have at best of sharpened sticks? I can't imagine them causing no one that much trouble. I fear that maybe somebody has been villainizing people who do not need to be villainized. Well, regardless, it's in your hands now, I suppose. You're going to be the tribunes. The well, they count's... seem like... Hmm? Oh, I'm saying the Count's going to want you to bring Stockies up as best you can. He sees this as kind of a blight off the road. I suppose he doesn't care right so much to do with our little village here, but as the Tribune's this far south, he's going to expect you, or at least hope, you'll be taking care of the Beggarwood Bandits. It's not going to give you doing any favors with him to let him run amok. Might do you some well, favors to the townsfolk, though. They do not seem like bad men. Maybe we should not focus so much on running them off as welcoming them in. Maybe we can uh, figure something out to help Stockies prosper, and it would reduce the amount. For maybe we could, the beggar would. Maybe we could protect some of the uh, uh, caravans if there were problems like that. I mean, maybe, but if these lot are really doing the banditry they're accused of. Pissing off ain't gonna do nobody no good. You have to deal with them or not, really, but like I said, I've never seen an issue. I don't really know what to tell you, really. But, then again, that's not my problem anymore. Can I get you a drink? Yes, please. She, uh, <laughs> turns around to get it, gets a couple of mugs of ale and slaps them down on the counter for you. So, what brings you down here? Uh, uh, Baron O'Kara's, uh, workers that he sent. 
um, and the engineers and carpenters have uh, have uh, made it into town. So we're going to have them start on the bridge, and then uh, we would like to uh, have them assess uh, some of the structural issues in some of the buildings of the town, um, and have them work on fixing them as well. Not a bad idea. It's probably helpful, all things considered, to have that bridge up, if for no other reason than people can be getting through. But, uh, and it's not my place to say, really. No, go on. We are, interested, we are interested in your opinion. Well, with, with access to such resources and you getting the mill back up and running, I was kind of hoping there was something could be done about the mill, or not the mill, the, the pump house, or roads, or farms, or... But I guess if you want to bring the Beggarwood kids up on that, they could probably handle simple work as such, but... You know, I've been thinking about it, and... So Stalwart's not got the first idea. Look around here, this is just a living room. We need a place to host travelers, uh, traders proper, e even the people around here. We need a, a proper public house. If you want to get yourselves right in the eyes of the townsfolk, that might even do you more good than getting the water back online. Well, there's no reason why we can't do both. We can personally take care of the pup house, and when well, we can tell the foreman when he comes into town to draw up plans to start building the public house. Work on the bridge and work on that. Separate them into two, two groups. I don't, I don't know if that's really the best use of resources. To be fair, I mean, I feel like I'm a little biased on this decision. Well, we have three groups. We have the the workers that are going to the mill, and we have the workers that are going to figure out what we need for the bridge. But once they figure out what they need for the bridge, we will probably need to wait for the resources to get here. We can start working on other things and have the beggar woods start on the road to make it easier. Well, fair enough. Uh, you got options regardless. Either way, it's going to take a couple of days, not weeks, to draw up plans. And I understand you got a date with them crab up and moose here in a few days. So we can get it all figured out when you get back here. Hmm. We'll see what we can do. If you want, I'll take the head of leading the craftsmen around, seeing what plans we can get drawn up in your absence. We got as many options as possible ready when you get back. That that would be most would be most thankful for that. And we are planning on getting uh, started on the road as soon as possible. So keep in mind that the uh, men from Beggarwood will probably start work as soon as we can. Well. For their sakes and for the towns, I hope this works out. And for your sake, I hope this doesn't blow up in your face. We will deal with what when it comes. Well, best of luck in your travels. You're probably going to be heading out here pretty soon, I imagine, mm. eh? Yes, we'll be leaving later this evening, I believe. And uh, with that, two of the three foremen you saw earlier stampede into the room and they look ter uh, the one in the front looks terrified and distraught the one behind him is just kind of almost like 
he, he rushes in, but he just stops, like, staring at the ground. Uh, his face almost just green. Like, something is horribly wrong. And they look at Anora, and then they see you there. And uh, the first farmer calls out, Sir, Sir Austin! I, uh, Lely is dead! There's, there's something in the can there! It's a snake the, the size of a damn house! Would you, uh, um, what happened? A snake in the canyon, a monster? No, we, we made our way down there to start taking measurements. Uh, Lelia went down to the bottom uh, to check the water, see the depth, see what we need for supports, and uh, a snake shining like gold, thicker than any man I've ever seen, just lashed out in an instant and drew her in! Oh my god. Uh, Dara, we should get back to the... Get back to the house and let everybody know about this. Is are you sure she is dead? Is she is she? Uh, yeah, a damn help? snake ate her, man. I, I I don't know. We ran as fast as we could, left the wagons and supplies on the side. Okay, we'll we'll definitely have to accompany you to get the supplies and everything back. Uh, come with us. We will we will go and we will gather everyone and we will head back down there to get the to. Retrieve the wagons, and we will. And uh, we will see. Anora, as you say that, just kind of quietly turns away and goes back to picking up some glasses at the tables and <laughs> refilling people's drinks. The rest of the pub seems really unfazed by this. They don't seem terribly bothered by this news, but uh, there's a moment of quiet as the guy comes in shouting, and then they just kind of resume their business. The craftsman. The one's just leaning against the wall now, looking like he's trying not to vomit, and the, the other one just utterly distraught in the front, just looking back and forth between the two of you, from Dara to Kahina and back. Okay. Uh, fine, uh... I'll hand the guy my beer, and, uh, start walking out. <laughs> Have a drink! Like that. You need this more than I do. I just kind of look at it, and look at you guys, you go... I... I you going now? Yeah, why don't you just stay here for now, calm down, we will go and we will see about the snake, and then see if you can't get back and collect the wagons. Just collect the supplies. You don't have to go down into the canyon, just collect your supplies and pull them back. The man seems confused by how not concerned anyone is. About some be somebody, be one of his friends being possibly murdered in Global Canyon, including you, agreeing to just go out there like this is no big deal. Just a random group of nobles, like oh, we'll go out there with it. Don't worry about it. He's kind of just dumbstruck for How the second time be? today. <laughs> this seems to be a recurring theme for this poor man <laughs> and his strange adventures and stockies. He could write a book when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's a good opportunity to take our first break real quick. Yeah. Well, our only break, either. We only take one. Two of my normal streams. We are clearing out the beggar wood by uh, making it so there are no beggars. We're employing them and <laughs> turning them into... Rehabilitating them. We're into rehabilitating them into society. There you oh, go. Yeah, there you go. That's, yep, that's that, how that we makes sell it, it to Kusari. <laughs> Rehabilitating them into society. Well, he didn't seem really keen on the halfling games and stuff like that. So if we give him... I feel like if you gave him a logical reason... Yeah. 
Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of that, no. So that would uh, possibly make a lot make a lot of sense. That could work. That could work. I see where your head's at. I see where your head's at. It's in a it's in a pretty good place. It makes sense to me. To a point, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So you guys reconvene back at your manor. Back at the Betany estate. And I imagine you pretty quickly catch up the rest of your party here, Baylor and Nell and Nori, on the fact that one of the construction foremen just got eaten by a massive snake uh, while they were trying to put the Gold Pebble Bridge down. And perhaps that needs to be dealt with. Already what his thoughts. Do you think we have time to uh, deal with this problem before we have to go to the crab estate? I think we should make time, because being even a quarter of a day late would be worth dealing with this. Uh, the, the three or four days that we're about to potentially lose in time and... I mean, we're not going to be here to supervise anything, so it's just going to sit there. No one's going to get any work done. It'd be better if we deal with it now. That way they can handle themselves while we do our business. Well, there are other things they could be working on. Yes, but they need to be able to get to their supplies, so we're going to have to make sure they can at least do that safely if they go back, if they can pull them back into town. They also need to be alive to work. Yes, and we need very to. rarely do I agree <laughs> with anything Nell says. But addressing the man-eater problem is probably more important than having tea and cupcakes with Dave Well, Cutt. we could also, as as a show of good faith, uh, we could use the raven to send a message to Dame Crab, tell her we will be fashionably late, but that we are we are still on our way, but an issue came up in... I find town, it would be even more state. hilarious to not tell her. Although, you're you're very correct. If we were to just show up with this wonderful story about killing a large golden snake, she would love that. Now, if I just we wanted to impress her, her <laughs> we could bring golden scales. Yes. Hey, that's all for you, lover boy. <laughs> well, it benefits you just the same as me. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one trying to wed the, the daughter. <laughs> well, my intention may not Go ahead, Baylor. Did you say no one in the town really seemed concerned? Yeah, that's what he yeah. said. Uh, yes, uh, nobody seemed to be alarmed at all. Very concerning that no one warned us the snake was there. That, that, that's what I'm wondering. Is this a thing that has been known and has somehow passed us by this information? Maybe they just got used to it. Or they want to see the snake eat us. One or the other. Although it was very late notice that we sent them to the bridge instead of having them work on a house. That's true. Maybe it depends on the time of the day. <coughs> well, they may not have had, had, had time to warn us. Oh, um, that's or true as well. the workers. I mean, regardless... But warn us before. Yeah. Regardless of who knew about it, what it's done... The whole point is we're going to make sure it doesn't continue to do what it's doing. And we're going to get another head for our wall. <laughs> All right, then. Everybody so get your gear. So, uh, you how all have to go do the thing. 
Uh, it's not terrible. I mean, we've got far. horses. It's not. Yeah, but it's like it's it's literally like a mile or it's literally it's closer than Stockies. Yeah, that uh, that's it's a mile and a half. I saw that. Oh, I'm, I'm not scrolled over in the right place on the scene. It's a mile and a half out. Yeah, a mile and a half from the Benny Estate. Oh, I'm doing this on a GM layer. That's why you can't see the thing. Why like, isn't the ruler showing up on the stream? There we go. Yeah, it's it's actually much closer than Stockies. It's, it's which is how they got there and well back so quickly. So it won't take you long to get. You gear How many up. buildings would you say Stockies is? Like like houses and stuff. Not many, but I don't know, like twenty maybe. Okay. It's it's pretty small. So you gear up, get your armor, your weapons, and you make your way out to Gold Pebble Canyon, uh, just a short ways out to the west. And as you approach you can see you haven't been out here yet so it's clearly not a natural canyon it looks like it was hewn as a quarry of sorts uh not entirely straight but a little bit winding on it as its way across the road from north to south uh the ditch that leads down some 80 feet to the base at the, at the bottom of this escarpment has massive stairs, like almost staircase-style ledges carved in it all the way down. So it's not difficult to traverse up or down. You couldn't do it particularly quickly, but it doesn't take like a check or anything. Now at the bottom is a very small stream that runs through the basin of Gold Pebble Canyon. That can't be more than a few feet deep. It looks like it's easily crossable on foot. But you see no sign of a giant murder snake. Is that roll perception no sign, or...? Uh, you can roll perception. Uh, you can see uh, also the remains of a stone bridge on either side. There are a few watchtowers uh, I watched a pair of watchtowers inside the escarpment at the mounts where the bridge had been attached, where it's going across, or was across, and you can see some of the stone where it had collapsed and just kind of been left in the canyon below over how many years. Uh, looking down into the ravine from up here, you get 22 on your perception. No, you don't see any signs of anything. You don't see a body. You don't see a creature. But the uh, canyon extends I'd... about a half mile up into, like, the swampy lakes to the north of you, and then off about as far as you can see to the south into hills. It's a very large area. As much as I don't want to, to call them out for it, I'm not exactly seeing a snake. They uh, were very terrified. I doubt they were lying. I have no doubt that they were telling the truth, but it doesn't appear to be signs of anything around here. Whatever happened, I don't believe it was right here. It was only snake the size of a building. We'd see signs of it at least. <sighs> Maybe it's invisible. Could be a magical snake, which would make it this day even worse. 
Baylor, you happen to have anything to detect anything invisible? That I do not really. I do. What do you have? Nina's got something. I have glitter dust. You have glitter dust. That's not gonna help with detecting. You, you, you gotta well, land no. it exactly on them, but yeah, if you I land have it exactly. That. So other than detect magic, detect magic. <laughs> We got some blinding that. powder. <laughs> Just throw a handful into the canyon, see what happens. Dara's pocket. I hate to say it, but uh, maybe drawing the thing out with some bait would be the best option. Well, Baylor, make me knowledge nature. Make me one of those rolls real quick, like. Keep doing that today. <laughs> knowledge nature kind of day. A 22. You know what you actually know as Manshaw the person. If this is a snake, everything you just said. Honestly, snakes don't feed that often. Snakes take forever to digest and process food. And it's entirely possible that the snake doesn't necessarily even live right here. It might have just been in the area for whatever reason. Possibly even in the canyon just to get water saw an opportunity, grabbed him, and just snaked off to go do snake things elsewhere. <laughs> it would be weird for it to just hang out in the open trying to digest food if it is truly just a giant snake. There are no tracks, because snakes and I usually was rub. just about to ask Dara. Survival check! Uh, you would need to you're up on the top of the escarpment. Yeah, we have to get you down into like the canyon down for all into this. The canyon if you want to start doing survival well, and stuff. If we were going to lure it out, down in the canyon would be it. No. I, uh, I like no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's eating and it's tired, it should it be the right time to find it. Yep. So what do we do? I guess I will take the lead to wherever you guys would like to have the bait go. <laughs> down into the canyon. What would ever be the easiest way that you think an engineer would pick its way down there? That's pretty much just straight down. This looks like it was clearly a quarry or a strip mine of some sort. So mm -hmm. you can just, you kind of climb down, but you can make your way fairly easily down the escarpment to the bottom of the canyon here, mm -hmm. where the small stream is running through. And as you... It you might be in the front, but I think we should be following as well. Oh, yeah. don't want to be too far. Yeah. Can, can you handle animal wild animals uh, try. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's generally the, the concept of handle animal I would think is to try to be friends with the random animals you pass by if they're actively attacking you it's kind of like rolling a diplomacy check about yeah the if they're in the business of murdering you it's not gonna work but like if you yeah, see but if it's it like and sleepy. it's not actively eating you that's like the purpose of so you make way down by the stream. And you want to roll me a survival check. Oh, Whoever yeah. that is and just kind of look around. See what we can find. Let's track a giant snake. I it's guess I'm assisting since I'm in the front. The 19 on survival. Ooh. And an 18 to assist. So a 21. You look around to try and find some sign of the snake. And down here at the bottom, 
near the bank of the stream, you do find some indications that these formal were not lying to you. There appears to be a large swath, like an arc, coming out of the stream and back into the stream that has been ground down into a rounded path uh, and crushed down almost flat as if something very large and heavy had dragged itself over it, like, I don't know, a giant snake. Looking around further, you can see what's it mostly washed away because it happened right near the water, but a few of the stones have been spattered with very fresh blood. Unfortunately, this trail leads out of the stream and back into it, and it is almost impossible to follow beyond that. If only we had, I don't know, a bunch of bloodhounds. I mean, I mean I'm say, pretty sure say. run through the stream is how you dodge bloodhounds, too, so I don't know if they'd be that yeah. much more helpful here. Like, it, I don't think that this is a far stretch to say it probably lives in the swampy bits right over there. What is it? Just general casual reminder. The swampy bits, TM, is a pretty big area. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of swampy bits. All uh, of the, the thing, bits are swampy bits. The thing but... looks like it's maybe three, two, three feet across. Like, that's a big snake. But it's not, you're going to walk through a five mile across swamp and just see it, big snake. Not without incredible fortune. Well, if this is the case, then maybe, uh, were there, were there items still up top or they hadn't brought yes, stuff? Yes, their to... wagons are up top, up above okay. the top of the escarpment. Yes, there would be two wagons and, uh, Definitely not horses anymore, but two wagons loaded with wood, stone, bricks, and cement. And Wait, why aren't the horses there? They rode them back to town, freaked out, I'm assuming. Uh, if you go up there and look at it, it looks like they were just loosed. Like the, the people loosed them? Yeah, like whatever... What is it called? The thing that attaches them to the wagon. Poison the harness? Wagon. The harness. The harness and everything are still intact. They're just uncoupled. Yeah, they uncoupled them and probably rode them, either let them go or rode them back to town. More than likely, they rode them back to town. The, the foremen were riding the horses as they drew the wagons when they came up before, so it's entirely possible they just let them go. So they nobody came time. down here and get some materials like Dara specifically asked them to do. All right, so here's Nell with his crazy ideas again. Oh, God. Since the snake's not around here, but it has come here for food. So, since we know it's not going to be back anytime in the immediate future, what if we got bait and poisoned it with tranquilizer or something like that? Which still okay. take time to. Uh, uh, <clears throat> sorry. It would still take time to digest and maybe make it back to its home before it passed out for a couple hours. Baylor, with your knowledge, nature, now seeing the, the track here, the dark and elk have been fine, just seeing the size of the thing. Typically, with reptiles, and snakes especially, the bigger they get, honestly, the slower the digestive cycle goes. So, this snake could be gone for days, it could be gone for weeks. 
My suggestion would be that we have them come get their materials, have them go back to town, start on the public house while we go to Crab Dames, or Dame Crabs, Dame Crabs. And then when we come back, we can worry about the brick. We can worry about the pump house, but what we can do is maybe we can set some guards. We can or hire a trap. Or a trap for when we get back. But right now, if the snake has eaten, it's not going to come back for a while. Then it's safe for them to come get their items, but let's have them start on something else so that we don't put any more of them in danger. And it won't look good to them for us to just tell them, oh, hey, your friend died. Come back out here and just keep going. You know, if we offer them some security, um, even if, you know, maybe maybe it ends up that uh, when they come back out here to do more measurements, we come with them and stand guard. If that makes them feel any better. Ask them to come back to work and we go have a party. That's exactly well, we'll ask them to divert themselves to town until we can, uh, that we have an obligation elsewhere, but that we'll be back in two days' time with some ideas on how to deal. And maybe we can employ some guards. We could offer to bring them the head of the snake. Just if they seem unhappy with us saying we can't do anything about it now. Offer them some kind of closure, so to speak. Mm. Knowing that the beast has been slain. Yeah. But for now, for their safety's sake, that they need to work on things in town and we will deal we will deal with the bridge. We're going to go and, I mean. You gotta we, go do double stuff. We, we have to go to. We have a prior obligation. We have there a prior obligation that we there do not go. have the ability. Sorry, to friend's do. dead or whatever, but we gotta go get tea. See ya. So, I mean, that they are being paid for this. At the end of the day, that, I mean, what happened is terrible, but. Has they should pay, probably so. ask Okara for a raise. Yeah, that's, that's also. <laughs> That's hazard pay. That comes not from Not technically your problem, so. <laughs> no, but we want to take care of Okara's people, too, because we want them to go back and, you well, know. Even beyond that, like, obviously, don't send them back in the candy to their death, but come back to get their stuff seems like it's going to be perfectly safe. And whatever they need to deal with for Okara about the, one of their workers getting eaten by a giant <laughs> snake is certainly not your issue. And you have places to be. So you head back into town. Tell the carpenters as much and send them on the way to go recover their supplies and bring them back into stockies. Meanwhile, it's about time you guys got to head out if you want to be getting the Dame Crabs at any amount of reasonable time. Mm-hmm. So we need to make our way all the way over to Moost from stockies. And with what's left of the afternoon, you got some amount of options, but pretty much you're going to need to either stop for the evening and probably Lothidar, or you can try to push all the way to Voinaris before you rest. I had a thought, if we point. stop in Lothidar, wasn't the dairy guy that we rescued during the hunt, wasn't his wife in Lothidar? He's still in the stocks, isn't he? Yeah, because yes. he was there for an entire month. Yeah. 
we could go visit him, visit his wife, and set up uh, where we said we wanted them to. And do you think he has accommodations for five of us? No, 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 no. I'm just Lothador saying. Lothador has a tavern, surely. Could... Yeah, Lothador has a tavern for us. Lothador's the biggest, so yeah. I just well, don't want to be knocking on Titus's door. No, that's. No. For what? Not going to Birdsong. No, well, yeah. yeah. I kind of over prepared a little bit, and I might have bought a very large tent. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that we could probably utilize if we wanted to. Well, Ooh, no, we're going to go camping. Camp outside Lothidar like a bunch of bums? I mean, that no, is an option. I'm going to go stay that. in the inn and look like a noble. Thanks. <laughs> Just if we ever need it, I have oh, a very yeah. big tent. Yeah, so. but we could go to Lothidor and like I said, while we're there, we could, if there's time, we could go and visit the uh, your boy's wife see if she's okay because he was worried about her not a terrible idea get to find him but I mean there can't be that many dairies in Lothar it can't be that difficult mm-hmm. how hard would it be to take horses like slowly guided through the broken bridge area uh, almost impossible I don't know how you would get them down or back up the other side how much does a horse weigh no, it would fight you the entire way. Ren would, Ren would tell you. It would trample you. No, no, because there's, um, I've, I've seen where you can lower and raise horses with a harness you tie around them. It's just, it's a matter of just being able to lift it. It wouldn't be convenient, but it would work, and it would save us a lot so of time. So now we have to build a crane around. instead no, of the bridge? you'd have to have a crane or something. Yeah, above you would them. have to set up all the stuff for that. At that point, yeah. you may as well just build the bridge. Yeah, we're yes. not just going to have we're back to the horse dumb idea. The horse <laughs> How much is the horse play? No. Anyway. <laughs> no. Moving on. Kahina's is going to shut that down right quick. How much is it? No. So, you guys... Ride out, and over the afternoon, make your way up past the guest houses in the Palace of Birdsong, back into Lothidar proper. And uh, by the time you all get here, the sun is setting, night is falling, and it's about time for you to look for a place to rest for the evening. That's a, that's not difficult. Lothidar is a small but not non-existent town. Uh, actually, I'll give you even I'll give you a size approximation here because I have that. I actually has it's one of the two places that has a staff line. It is a small town, so it's a far cry from the luxurious expanse that is Opara. But it's got like sixteen hundred people living in it. It's decently sized. It's not non-existent. It's just not nearly as big as anything down on the coast. So there are more than a few inns, and, and you've got your options of staying in a pile of hay somewhere for, like, two silver for the night, or an actual decent inn for five silver for the night. I think we kind of have to stay at someplace nice, don't we? Yeah, if you're going to be this close to the count. We it doesn't have, like, nobles. super upper-end luxurious places, because there's not really a lot of Unless nobles. Unless you're now, you can just sleep in the grass. Yeah, <laughs> they come through here. <laughs> so they've never needed like super luxury accommodations. So the best you can get is a decent stay at what is, I guess, like Galarian Holiday Inn. Maybe Back they got some continental biscuits in the morning. It's an all right kind of place. 
-hmm. It's this uh, Friday night, right? Fire night. Uh, this would be Fire Day night, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it is also a Friday night, so I mean, pretty good time to stop by. Because we're supposed to be there Sunday for tea, right? We're supposed to stay over. Well, actually, I think this isn't Fire Day. There's not what this is today. Today. Yeah, is you told me Saturday. it was Fire. You said it was Fire Day. Oh, was it Friday this morning? Okay, it is Friday then. Oh yeah, because it was two ways to get two days to get there. Rather, that's what it is. And then you'll get there, mm -hmm. star day, evening, stay the night, and be there Sunday. While we're getting settled in and everything, before this stuff gets forgotten about, can we identify all the stuff Kahina bought? <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. Uh, let me see if any of this I actually care to have you roll, because I feel like the majority of it is. I mean, I have read magic for the scrolls. Take 10 status. Oh, yeah, I guess it's just kind of the potion and the wand. I want to do the quick. potion. And I'm pretty sure you can take that, the potion. I'm just trying to find it. It's like way back in the beginning. There we go. So he gave me the wand for 600 instead of 700, correct? Yes. After I... Okay. So you have a potion of keen senses, a scroll of chill metal, a scroll of entropic shield, a scroll of inflict moderate wounds, and a wand of mage armor that only has about 37 charges left. Only 37? I mean, that's that, over half. That's pretty like, good. Yeah, that's pretty good, but that's still a bunch of reviews. It's like these, like thirteen. I guess it's like three quarters of them left in there. I mean, that's thirty-seven charges of I don't have to waste a spell. So, yeah. Is 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 that wand like touch, or does it have any kind of range to it? It's made touch. Armor. It's touch. Yeah. Okay. It does not. Like, I'm boop. sure we've had this conversation before. I'm going to say it again. It does not stack with your regular armor. No. We have definitely had that conversation at least un time. Still makes me sad, though. I think it's somewhere around six-ish. Uh, that said, it does have the same AC as your Masterwork Chain Shirt without having an armor check penalty, so it's technically slightly better than your Masterwork Chain Shirt. But it would require that you take it off and plan for this, so... Yeah, and it's out of a wand, so it's like a last an hour. So I wouldn't get anything at all from it if I was... No, nothing no, it's for Baylor. Yeah, because okay. it's a it gives you an armor bonus, and you already have an armor bonus from your armor, and you can't have two of the same type of bonus in Pathfinder. So you can have other things to add to your AC, like your That's ring gives you, you shield, a deflection bonus. Yeah, and shield gives you a shield bonus, mm -hmm. wearing which means you couldn't physically hold a shield and cast shield because you wouldn't get both of those either. You'd only get whatever was better. Wearing armor is an armor bonus, and mage armor is an armor bonus. So and natural armor is a... It's Baylor, the, the one. I yeah, mean, pretty much. Baylor gets one extra first level cast a day for 37 days, basically. The shield spell is going to give you more shield AC than pretty much any early game. Well, yeah, but it doesn't stack with a shield. That's yeah. the point. You, yeah, you will get a benefit point. most of the time from the shield spell, though. Yeah. Yeah, like and it. then there's there's the one that's really confusing is Amulet of Natural Armor because Amulet of Natural Armor does not give you a natural armor bonus. It gives you an enhancement, enhancement to your bonus. natural armor bonus. So even if you already have or do not have, because if you don't have your natural armor zero, either way, you can always use an Amulet of Natural Armor because it very specifically 
stacks with literally everything. I don't think you there's anything that prevents someday. an amulet of natural armor from functioning that I'm aware of off the top of my head. Amulets of natural armor are fun. Yeah, we, we had a ton of those in Skull and Shackles. Yeah, All did. of us it's had one. The most common item. <laughs> not in this <laughs> campaign. It's, it's that, that ring of protection are like your two just give me. Mm -hmm. And cloak of resistance. And cloak of resistance. So, point is, you make your way into a nice inn in Lothidar for the evening. And rather than getting hung up on finding an inn in Lothidar for 45 minutes, you guys go to sleep wake up the next morning spend an hour or whatever preparing your assorted spells assuming i'm assuming you want to do that yep and of course as we had the conversation about stockies before running water is a thing in most of galarian so they have perfectly good bathrooms you can use to clean up and get ready Yay! Does the net stack with Barkskin? Is Barkskin also an enhancement to a natural armor bonus? I don't know. Barkskin is, yeah, Bark is, is enhancement, yes. Okay, so it actually doesn't stack with Barkskin. Anyway, as you awaken and you take your hour to prepare your spells and everything and to get ready, as you're getting ready to head out, a messenger comes into the tavern and makes his way directly to Dara. He doesn't have anything in his hands, but the page kind of just waits next to you for a moment uh, as you're making your way out of the tavern and is clearly just like kind of in front of you, so he's, he's obviously there for you. Uh, can I help you? Hi, Sir Rostam, I have a message from you from the Temple of Abadar. Uh, proceed. Uh, the Archbanker Lady Peril requests your presence. Uh, she wishes to meet with the new tribunes of Stockies and heard you were in town. Uh, great. Uh, is the bank close by? Uh, yes, sir, of course. He turns towards the door and points and gives you a couple of streets of direction, but it is not far from the center of town. It's kind of odd. You literally just got here last night to getting up and leaving, and there's a message here, but, you know, clerics and magic, it's not unheard of. Thank Spooky you for the message. Magic. Spooky divine magic. <laughs> we will of course come by. Are you going you by? Tell. Or are you heading on your way to Dame Crabs? Uh, well, it shouldn't take too long, should it? I mean, I feel That's like we can just stop by. You do oh, have a day to get there, so you've, yeah. you've got plenty of time. So, taking out this kind of curious invitation. You make your way uh, a few blocks through Lothidar over to the local temple of Abadar. And it's not nearly as large or extravagant as the Cathedral of Coins in Apara, obviously. <laughs> because that building was just frankly ridiculous. But it is a fairly sizable chapel built much in the same style. Uh, largely of a very clean white stone with gold trimmings around pillars in the front and the symbol of the mighty scales of Abadar emblazoned above the doorway that leads into the main chamber of this church. It's not quite large enough to have a series of entrances like the Cathedral of Coins, so this kind of just leads into what is both a bank and a standard church of healing. And as you enter... One of the clerics approaches with his hand clasped together, nods his head and greets you. Welcome. 
to the Cathedral of Abadar. Did you need monetary assistance or spellcasting services today, or have you simply come to worship in the light of justice? Um, we, was, we, we received the message just a moment ago to meet about the um, me inheriting the estate. Oh, the Petney estate near Stockies, uh, of course. Uh, the Archbanker herself wished to meet with you. Please, if you will follow me. And he smiles and turns, his robes swishing, as he makes his way back past the main public area here. And you follow him into the back of the chapel, and there's some offices behind. He opens a fairly ornate door, leading into a large, uh, sizable office, lit by just the glow of candles and one lamp up on the wall. And as you enter... You are greeted by this woman, who stands from behind her desk wearing a very similar gold-trimmed robe. And she looks friendly, but fairly stern, business-like. She smiles and nods her, uh, nods her head. As I take it, you are Sir Ostom, the heir of the late Alice Bettany. Ah, uh, yes, that is me. It is a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. I am sorry to reach out so suddenly, but I wish to meet with the newest nobles in our humble county of Marat, and those that the Count himself seemed to have some vested faith in. Well, I am Sir Rostam, and this here is my wife, Kahina, and these are my companions here that have joined me for uh, setting up Stockies. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. Well, of curiosity, I believe you are just passing through our town, but do you be staying in Lothidar long? Uh, unfortunately, we do have uh, a promised engagement with Dame Crab, so we are actually passing through uh, to go and see her for the uh, rest of the weekend. Uh, but I would love to come and spend some time in Lothidar when we have a uh, when we have a spare moment. It's been very busy since we uh, made it to our estate. She just nods again. Says, "Ah, yes." Of course, uh, though we've no room to host you here, it is both an interest of mine personally to greet those new to the region's aristocracy and also a function of my duties as the archbanker here in this temple to introduce myself formally to those who would be properly using our services. I'd be doing both our church here and Abadar himself a great disservice to not make sure you feel welcome in this county. I understand that the group of you already have uh, an agreement with the church. And if you ever have need of any of our services, either monetary or of spellcasting, please let us provide. I am very competent in the ways of clerical magic and healing. Well, I suppose since we have you here, I would actually like to ask. Um, I'm not familiar with the, the local laws regarding this, but I would like to purchase some land to set up a business, and I figured that might be something I could do through the Bank of Abadar. 
This is indeed one of the things we deal in. Uh, deeds for lands and permits have been handed to the Church of Abadar in most regions outlying, but the most dense city centers. Anywhere outside of Apara or Casimir, it largely falls into our hands. We, we do work very closely with the government of Taldor and its various subsidiaries to keep things organized as it is. If you wish to invest in more of the land around Stockies, I or one of my clerics would be more than happy to assist you with that. I'll make sure to swing by as soon as we're free. I have some things to discuss with you. I would ask you to have some time when you do and make sure that your plans are concrete, but not uh, immediately pressing. These permits do take some time to process through. And since the recent trouble with the crown and Opara, sometimes they take longer than usual. We've been experiencing delays trying to contact the capital recently. It doesn't seem to me like even those that are there are rightly sure who's in charge. That was the... Um... That was what we thought, too. We thought it might be a good choice to go out into the country for a bit. It certainly seems like it's much quieter and safer out here. That much is sure. I do hope you're enjoying your stay in Marat so far and your new title as the Tribunes of Stockies. It's unfortunately a, a very poor Hamlet. I hate to see what's happened, but there's nothing I can do to reach out for my position here. I've spoke with Sir Gusain to try to put a word in with the Count, but neither he nor Count Lothied himself seemed terribly interested in the place. Well, we've started to try and uh, make some improvements um, through our own personal means and with some help from Baron O'Kara. Um, we're hoping to um, improve the lives of uh, the people in the village. Uh, we've just started um, a construction on uh, repairing their windmills so that they are able to uh, grind their own um, crops once more. As being able to produce their own wheat and meal will certainly do much for the, the village, but I, I fear both with its location and the bridge over the pilgrimage out, it's difficult to do much for them. But with time and years, I'm sure your love and the light of society and civilization can shine through. Stockies has much potential. In fact, you are in a unique situation. I had almost forgotten the proximity of Stockies to the site of pilgrimage. Are you familiar much with the canyon and well, the collapsed bridge nearby? Yes, unfortunately, we we had an issue not before we set out. There is a very large apparent serpent um, there who um, unfortunately uh, caused the death of one of our uh, one of the um, carpenters and engineers that Baron O'Kara had sent to help us re in the, uh, re the the canyon itself. Yes, that is correct. In the canyon, we were there this morning. It was passing by, it seemed. It doesn't appear to have any sort of lair there. May have been out hunting and just caught him or her should, unawares. I should hope not. This is 
actually very. If I may ask, concerned. what is your interest in this canyon? Well, the canyon itself has long since been a site of pilgrimage for acolytes of Avadar. Uh, do you, you don't know the history of the place. I, I know you're new here, but the Gold Pebble Canyon was once the Gold Pebble Mine. It was a quarry following a vein of linked quartz and gold. Prosperity unheard of in these regions. Much of that gold was then brought back and minted into Talden coin that we now deal in today, and as such, it's one of the birthplaces of proper Talden civilization. Many acolytes here in Lothidar, or even some of the surrounding areas, make their personal pilgrimages to that site to pay respect to the god of coin and law. In fact, two of them had just departed a few days back. I may contact them and recall them if the area is unsafe. I would do that. I would hate to see... I would hate to see anybody else get hurt. Well, I do very much impre uh, appreciate you warning me of this danger. I will make certain to reach out to them and have them recalled. Uh, pilgrimage is a rite of passage and truly important, but their safety is paramount. As soon as we find out where the... Uh where the serpent is and ensure that the canyon is safe we will definitely send word to let you know when it is safe for them to make pilgrimages again i would thank you for this task that snake wouldn't happen to hold any importance would it it uh from unfamiliar stories... with any snake or creature related to the canyon itself uh, we only visit there as the site of the origin of much of Taldor's gold. Even gold that now resides in these halls. Okay. It's it was really odd because it was described as a golden serpent as well. Which I found to be a bit strange myself. I must say I'm unfamiliar with any sorts of golden serpents. Hmm. I mean, the area was again a gold mine, but it's far from serpents to eat stone and metal. Even so, it's... can't imagine it would change the makeup of the creature itself. That's even more concerning. Uh, bordering heretical. Well, I would as long as that's how you, you feel about it. Dealing <laughs> with this and... Sending word when the area is safe again. And of do... I do very much... Grieve for the loss of those in your town to this creature, this beast. It's unfortunately not too uncommon a story in Marat. The capital may have its own problems, but out here it's hard to keep the entire area safe. It's yeah. widespread and open. There's <coughs> stories of bandits from the south, fey from the north, the occasional Medusa crawling through even and now this golden serpent spitting in the face of our lord. Marat has its own dangers, I'm afraid. East Iron Lash got taken care of. Mm, that's one I, less. I did hear that I've you to thank for the slaughter of that beast. That oh, manticore lurked before it's... but you're welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. I am sorry, I don't know your name specifically. Anori. Oh, Lady Inori, you have done not only yourself and not even just Lothidar, but all of Taldor a great service. That beast has rampaged around this town for far too long and taken far too many errant lives. 
Glad to have helped. Everybody else participated too. I'm just blowing smoke. It was now, mostly me, but they assisted. I, I do know that well, I can assume at least that in your duties, in your day, you'd have more things to attend to, so I'll not hold you any longer. Our introductions here are done. I appreciate your warning once more, and condolences to the lives lost at a serpent, but please do send a word when it's dealt with. We definitely will. We hope you have a wonderful day. May the light of civilization shine upon you. So, as we're leaving... Oh no. <laughs> yep, yep, that time again. Nels have an idea, so, guys. <laughs> Everyone brace. He's having an idea. No heresy inside the church. <laughs> it's not heresy, it's anti heresy. What? Continue. It, because she said that the snake sounds heretical. What if we use that? to gain renown. Spread a rumor about it being an envoy of an, I don't know what god in particular, but I'm sure. Dagon. <laughs> Shut up, first of all. <laughs> but I'm sure that there would be plenty of evil deities out to smear the good name of Abadar. So if I'm we pretty sure to... Avadar is the most like Avadar out is of the, the way and not having and Shellen are probably the two most. Shellen's good, but like Avadar is the neutralist deity that mm -hmm. exists, other than maybe Gazra. Mm -hmm. I, he's not. Phrasma. Phrasma. I was like Phrasma's also pretty neutral. I guess it's a bunch of pretty neutral gods, but like he, he's not something that evil gods would hate any more than good gods do. But I mean, do the peasants know that? Nobody not named Joe has a huge issue with that. <laughs> I was just about to say, when we walked in, typed in chat, I was like, we walked into the Church of Abadar. Somewhere a shiver just ran down Joe's back, and he's not sure why. I just, another one of, put it on the chalkboard. Another one of my ideas. Well, had an idea again. So you make your way outside, back to your horses, very irritated horses, and go <laughs> to continue your journey to most. Uh, I will probably let me see. Did you later. did you pick up your flowers uh, here in Lothadar before we head out there? No. Absolutely, but I don't know what the price would be. That's the flowers. It's what you want to spend on it, really. I, I mean, are you going to have one of the, the ladies help you pick out some flowers here? Yeah. Or? Well, no, because I worship Shaylin. I know plenty He knows about, about pretty flowers. That's <laughs> right. I forgot. Nell knows everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> while, while we happen to be in Lothidar, can we just like take a quick look around and see about the level of stuff we could purchase while here? Absolutely. Uh, Lothadar is a small town, but it's got a fairly bustling marketplace. It's in a really good location at the intersection of multiple highways in the center of Marat. Even traders just passing through the area are going to end up going through here at some point. Uh, it's got up to fourth level spellcasting easily and readily available, and it has a base value of a little over a thousand gold so anything up to a thousand gold you could acquire quite easily but it's still not 
terribly large. So even things as simple as plus one weapons, they're going to have to be made on commission if they're available at all. But it doesn't seem like it would be impossible to get a hold of plus one weapons either. It's not just something they keep around unless you happen to luck into getting exactly what you're looking for via the settlement generator. But, uh... I may look through for, like, some scrolls and stuff on the way back. Okay, if you want to look around I real quick, look... I, can, I can roll some dice. Yeah. We got. We Ooh, actually, while we're here, I happen to have a plus one axe that I no longer need. Uh, you can certainly sell that here as well. I mean, you could get the, the market price, the market thousand gold for that easily. So that, that's no issue. That's something that would be easy for you to turn over to either one of the many blacksmiths or just a trader passing through setting up in the market uh, market center of Lothidar. So looking and around, several obviously... Several of those uh, mm -hmm. scrolls that were bought aren't that useful. <laughs> Weird. The beggar peasant scrolls are not super helpful. Well, like, specifically to us, because, like, none of us can cast Entropic Shield or Chill Metal. True. Uh, up to about 4th level scrolls are going to be fairly easy for you to find here. And beyond can I buy some that, more acid bolts? Ah, absolutely, you can buy some more acid bolts here. There aren't any special scrolls beyond that. Well, anything I would look for would be second or third, really. So. Yeah, you'd be able to find second and third level scrolls in here fairly easily. There are enough of uh, enough enchanters and wizards either here or passing through a trading caravans so that you could get fairly low level scrolls quite easily. I would like to put this out to the party that I could use some of the party gold to get a scroll of uh, what's the name of it? Well, I do can't help you with that one. Yeah, you haven't got uh, yeah I, 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 I'm suddenly blanking. That's a first. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want everyone to commemorate like, this moment. Manshot yeah, oh, didn't know a thing. Yeah. The, the, the the thing that the horse summon carriage. Oh, I've never even heard of that ever. So the fact that you're blanking on it. Summon carriage, conjure carriage. Conjure carriage. That's the one. It is a third level spell. You want to pick up that it, scroll? You're going to be looking at about 375 gold. You create a. Fine I could write it in my book later, and when we show up to places, we can ride the horses the most of the way there. And then show up in a fancy carriage. Well, it's a third, a third level, level spell, spell, so it's going to have a five-hour duration if you get it from a scroll. And you're going to have a one carriage, horses, and driver, even. Yeah, but I can write it down later. That's, oh, you so see, you can copy it into your spellbook, is what you're saying. What are you going to do with your yeah. actual horses? I see. Just for when we go and visit people to make a better impression that we're not all riding up on horses. Not a terrible idea. Which is why I would ask that this, like, I'll, I'll pay um, to write it down, but I would ask that the money for the scroll itself come out of the party gold. Well, how much is it versus how much that we currently have? It's 375 for the scroll. And we have 822. We're going to get a lot of value out of it, so I'd Jara, if you want any acid bolts, I don't know how much gold you have on your character, but it's 40 gold per gold per bolt. So you can, uh, if you have personal gold on you, you can just take off 40 gold for each acid bolt you want. Okay, and then how much gold is per uh, platinum? 10. 10. 10, 10 okay. Yeah, also, so every, every I one spent, is a step uh, of 10. I okay. spent 2 gold on a bouquet. 
of white roses, but I can't look up any non-creature plants. That is an plants. incredibly expensive bouquet. Fair enough. It is extremely wow. you are extravagant. Real You're fancy. trying to make that impression Two right there, gold. son. That's I spent that for crab. That is all for show. Now, wait a minute. Is that for that. the daughter or for yeah. the mother? No, it, it's for the daughter, daughter, but it's to show off to the mother. Well, you got to get something for the mother, too. They're both crab. The daughter's personally I'm, crab. I'm the taking presents there. to uh, crab. I bought expensive tea and uh, confectionaries yeah. when we went to Baron O'Kara's city. I'm just saying. If so you got a bunch of stuff here, ready. You got, you got gifts of plenty. For the Dave McCrab here. Yeah. Because yeah. he bought her I a actually, paint set, too. Yes. Oh, okay. I got the actual paint set as a gift for the daughter. The oh, flowers yeah, are just I to show. I forgot you picked that to, up, actually. Yeah, the flowers are purely just for show. The actual gift. That's what Dame Crab told him to bring her, but he knows Sepsinia could care less about the flowers, but she will legitimately appreciate the paint set. She very much will. So, is there anything else you want to pick up in Lothi Dart before you continue? No, but when we come back through on the way back, I definitely want to stop and talk to the dairy man's wife. Yeah, I want to stop at the bank. It's going to take you most of the day to get There's a couple other scrolls I want to get, but can I just skip over the details and get them? Yeah, no, if you just take take the gold out. Like, if it's the fourth level or lower scroll, you can easily find it. You can just take the gold out of your and we can get to Moost. So, you guys... I'm just trying to keep us doing stuff. Mm -hmm. You make your way over to Moost uh, fairly late in the afternoon. It's not quite sundown yet, but it's certainly getting there. Those birds are going real hard. They're very yeah, angry. Yeah, they're now. very so, loud. As you get close to Moost, the birds get real loud. Um, I actually didn't touch these things. They're just getting louder right now. I do very much appreciate the uh, the background soundboard, though. This is my daily shout-out to Sirenscape for dramatically catapulting the Pathfinder quality through the roof here by adding in all these various sound effects for things because they are super spectacular. But as you approach Moose a few hours before sundown, you can see this is a lot different. Uh, you pass through Voinaris on the way there and it follows the same mold of everything else so far. There is a town and then nearby there is the mansion or palace of the local noble baron, baroness, whatever, who's ruling over the place. Moose is very different. Dame Crab's estate is in the center of Moose. And the village is almost grown out around her land in a ring. Her estate appears to be a mix of gardens and of the, the actual living area where her manor itself is with a massive hedge maze out back and then running down into watery cranberry bogs around the outside of it. It's a, a, an enormous cranberry farm. Hmm. And the town is grown around on the outskirts of this, out around from it. Moose is a relatively small village. It's maybe half the size of, not even half, but like a quarter of the size of Lothi there. It's probably four or five hundred people to live here. It's not terribly many and unlike most of the other villages you pass through as you come through most the citizens here seem to be very interested in their local nobles general life uh, some of the gossip you would pick up just riding through in fact most of it that you would hear is people talking about dame crab or lady subsidia 
They seem very happy with their ruler. Very different from Stockies, who hates you. And Lothidar, who just kind of exists. But you get the feeling most people in general aren't really sold on Count Bartleby Lothi. Do you want to go straight into Crab's Estate or do some stuff in the village here? can't imagine there's much you'd want to take care of other than possibly picking up rumors because quick reminder to the party because yep. we've never played a campaign open enough for this to really matter you can roll diplomacy checks to just try and like learn about the area and pick up rumors in settlements yeah well, i'm down for that how much do i already know is the question not everything i don't know a whole lot about this town actually not really no, i mean moose is pretty small and out of the way who think that's a knowledge local? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's on definitely here. a diplomacy check. There we go. Kahina's got this for us. Kahina's got this all locked down. So, mm -hmm. let me give you a thing. What kind of thing? Give me a second and I will tell you. It lives in. Not there. It lives in. Not there. The only downside of. Kahina drinks and she knows things. Yeah, the only downside of the, uh, the Real Pony setup is it's kind of hard to find some of this stuff sometimes. So let me see. As you ride through, you stop and just kind of listen to some of the locals and try and pick up on some of what's going around. Due to its proximity here, let's just go and pop this over to yonder. Due to its general proximity to, well, whatever Jambus and the Talus estate has become, the hive of scum and villainy as it was described mm -hmm. to you, Seems to be a decent amount of concern about that. You hear from a local that Baron Talus has entirely now stopped tending to his duties and lets his town folk loot and pillage as they please. It's disgraceful. As complaints that Count Lothian should have stepped in to put a stop to this years ago, or his seneschal should have dealt with it, or Baron Akara even. But they've just let this happen. So long as Talus' little bandit army leaves Lothidar and his lands alone, the Count doesn't seem too bothered with it. But these people here are much, much more bothered. They are much more in proximity. Well, we know the other way to get in good with Crab now is to take care of, care of him. So you head up to... Dame Crab's estate. Give me one moment here, because I'm going to do this, and then turn off the vast majority of these things, <laughs> except that one can stay. I can use the same thing and just turn off all the weird laughing people, and we're pretty much good to go. As you make your way up to her estate, on your horses, you arrive at the door. You are greeted not by a servant. No, not at all. But by Dame Crab herself, in her typical, very, incredibly outgoing and excitable nature. And as you arrive, another, again, like an hour or two before sundown, she is immediately sending orders to various servants to get your horses stable, take care of your things, get your bags packed away in her finest of the guest rooms, and just make sure that all of you are as comfortable as physically possible before you have actually crossed the threshold into her house. <laughs> She's a very excitable woman. I think you know mm -hmm. this by now. But, all that aside, please, it's been far too long. Kahina, 
how would you find stockies? How do you find the county if you settled into the Bentley estate? Well, I hope it's been upkept. I, I, oh. I don't. I know that a Pyscom has been, been doing her best, but uh, the poor girl has been overwhelmed. She's not, just not really raised for, for this sort of thing, you know? Just kind of had it thrust upon her. She was far from ready, but the things about your liking. Yes, uh, they have done a wonderful job uh, keeping it clean and the uptake. The outside needs a little bit of work, but we have some people working on it right now to bring it back to its former glory. The inside, though, they, they kept it completely clean. It was like spotless and we were able to go in and we the the boys mounted the head their trophy downstairs and oh the manticore iron lash the one from the, the woods out by mm -hmm. lothidar he was called i i heard about him the the count i will say was truly impressed uh not much really gets bottleby's attention but you surely have made an impression here even on your, your first visit it was, it was a fantastic show and uh <laughs> Do you have the roses just kind of in your hands? I'm carrying a small rose bush. Okay. At this point, she's going to notice this and just be like, oh, I dare to presume those are from my daughter, Subsidia. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, fantastic. So it's all ones. You continue to astound and amaze. Please come inside. Make yourselves at home. Whatever you can, whatever you need. Uh, drinks, meals. It's been a long ride here, I'm sure. Stockies is quite far away. And with the gold pebble bridge down, the, the, the journey all the way up around through Lothida. I mean, not that you want to go through Jambus these days, anyway. It's really just truly a, a very uncomfortable place. It's, I've seen what's happened yes, we've place heard recently. whispers. I'm very concerned because we were actually looking at restoring the bridge. It's terrible. I used to know Baron Taylor, so it wasn't really a close personal friend. He was always kind of a, a shut-in of sorts. Never really reached out too much to the others, but I mean, just by proximity, we've we've met a few times, and he seemed a nice enough sort once you got him to open up and to have him let his estate and his town just go to ruin like this. It's it's insanity, I must say. And that's a horrible thing to hear, because you know, we were we were talking about once. We uh, uh, once we started talking about fixing the bridge, you know, reaching out to him as well to see if there was any, you know, help he could offer to to bridge our two uh, our two towns together. But it, the count's it, so concerned about this night swan figure of his mm -hmm. that truth be told, uh, until the incident at the jubilee, I've never really seen any evidence of. But I mean, regardless, it's one person. It can't be as much of a trouble if it is an entire town turned into bandits and brigands and raiders. And with the bridge intact, what are you going to do? I, unless we posted some sort of guard or in, unless something uh, is done, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, surely... And that, the prices, the, there's no mercenary companies proper around here. The, the closest we have are uh, a group up in Lothidar, the cross sword, but... Uh, they don't do jobs outside the city. You couldn't get them to escort a caravan, no matter what the price was. They're, they're always busy, but... Please, one moment. I'll fetch my daughter. And she scampers off, still almost talking to herself as she goes, just <laughs> off into the distance somewhere. Very, very excitable. Very crab. Estate... <laughs> very crab. Her estate is... An... A very well what you would expect more or less it looks like she has put a great amount of effort into the place looking impressive and staying absolutely 
pristine and in perfect state at all times to impress people like I don't know you guys hypothetically as you make your way in so she comes back down very uh, fairly quickly uh, with Sepsidia trailing behind her uh, still wearing a fairly elegant gown but something much simpler than what she had dressed up for the Jubilee and Sepsidia does not really look any different she is still Sepsidia and she's as withdrawn and quiet as possible and follows her mother down seemingly because she feels like she really has to but as crab comes down she makes no hesitation to introduce Sepsidia very briefly to four of you and very very directly to Nell Stalwart <laughs> oh look who here she will remember and look what he's brought for you my dear aren't they beautiful and uh, Sepsidia nods a little just kind of wringing her hands, unsure of what to do. <laughs> Where would you like me to put these, by the way? Dame Crab somehow restrained herself and just kind of looks towards Simpsonia. And Simpsonia uh, stutters a bit. I, I can take care of those. They're quite pretty. Thank you. Thank you, Sistal. I, uh, I will see to these. And of course. Gingerly reaches out and takes what's probably more than the size of her torso and white roses. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh, turns and the, um... takes that to immediately skitter away towards <laughs> the servants as fast She's as possible out. With, her, with her giant pile of roses. Damn so, crab, meanwhile, is jumping right back in. What's up, now? I don't know if this is gonna come back to haunt me or not, but the masterwork kit because it, it's not like big or, or anything it's just nice brushes and stuff it's in the roses oh it's with in a little roses. note okay okay because i needed to give it to her without her mother knowing i gave it to her because it's intended to be like a secret this is this is actually for you here you go so is that is that in the note like this is from your from your not so secret admirer don't tell your mom <laughs> like, no what? no like th this is the actual gift um it was nice to see you again. Uh, just a is simple it, note. Is it in there that it's supposed to be a secret or anything? Is is my point? Like, do you have anything in there like that you hid it for a reason or just? No, your your no. mom thought you might like these. I figured you would like this yes, better. Exactly. Fair enough. Damn crab. Uh, continues. So, uh, I imagine there's not much news you've heard of the areas around. I actually just got word from my sister. She's down in. Casimir. I heard, actually, Sir Landless, your name come up. You're from Casimir. I thought the group of you were off Mavara. Sir, Sir Landless? Miller? Uh, sorry. How are you muted? Uh, no, the... He's doing no. spells. Oh, he's still working yeah. on I, 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 was, I was still doing a bit of organizing stuff. <laughs> he's yeah. sitting here with a spellbook literally up to his face. Crab's talking and Baylor's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> gotcha. But, uh, Sorry, I, what? I, I, I was making sure I had all the numbers right and stuff for the oh, uh, stuff okay. I, I Anyway. Landis, I didn't know you were from Casimir. I'd heard the group of you all came in from Apara. My family is from Casimir. I haven't had much to do with them in some time, though. 
I've been traveling around much of the country. And with this, she gets like a uh, an almost gigantic smile. She's like, oh, it's the trouble with your family. And I do oh, no. hope you're not estranged with them. But she's trying to sound concerned, but literally cannot entirely hold back. The <laughs> smile of gossip is happening that starts to grow on her face. I, I wouldn't call it trouble, trouble. It's, well, you can see what I am. It's oh, a yes, bit it's, of a... It's, it's too common a story here in Taldor, isn't it? With the proximity to the Verudan forest. I mean, especially in Casimir, the road passes right through the main trade routes up to north. It's... I, I've seen one before. One of the... The, the elves one time uh, I was visiting my, my sister Matia in, in Casimir of course and they were just out in in the marketplace just just like it was any other day uh, it's, they're uh, not an uncommon fact there and you know I, I could I could see it I could see it I, I don't blame anyone for, for making such a choice but such such scandal it always ends up being uh, you, you know of course, a lot of the nobles, the bloodlines, and the the progression, the dynasty is really all the people seem to care about these days. And you have something happen like this, and it's just, what do you do? Well, for me personally, I've mostly just tried to stay out of the way. I keep in touch with my family, but don't actually see them much, and it also, you know, doesn't help that lifespans are so much different. Right, right. I've heard they live for centuries. It's, I can't even imagine the like how you would even perceive time at the, with that kind of age. But, but what's interesting was that Monty have recognized your name. It sounded like you'd made an impression there. You were camp. Painting? Yes, I did. I have taken an interest in politics as of late. It's been somewhat interrupted with, of course, everything going on in the capital. Oh, uh, of course. Uh, and all the business here now. And then it's such a, a long thread, I'm sure. A story you must tell me. Uh, a half-elf from an upbringing in Casimir with political gains there uh, and a foothold. Making his way out to Opara and joining up with the the heir of Lady Alice Batney to find himself in humble backwoods Marat. It's just such an extreme series of circumstances that you truly must tell me later. But oh, there's there's so much news to discuss. It's been it's been a whole week since I've last seen you. And, and in Stockies, it must be so difficult to get gossip down there. I, I can't imagine much word passes through the area. But speaking of word and, and passing through, I hear. Is it true that there's a half-orc in your town? And each of you, there is one. You would have seen him. You probably haven't talked to him or anything. But mm -hmm. Taldor's very... human. <laughs> it's kind of just a part of Taldor. Uh, halflings are around a lot largely in the servant row. Half-elves are, well, they happen sometimes. Sometimes elves visit in from Burden Forest neighboring countries, but it's like 98% human. Half-orcs are almost unheard of. To 
the point where the half-orc and stockies might be the only half-orc in the entirety of Marat County. But you have seen him. He lives there. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, unfortunately I have not even had a chance to uh, make uh, much conversation with uh, most of uh, the people in town. They are very busy about their day-to-day lives and, and we've been trying to rebuild so uh, although we did it was very exciting the first day there Deodara had to oversee a case we we had a he had to adjudicate the first day we were there oh the joys of being a tribune it, uh, your town always surprises you it keeps you so busy but was it about him was it the half orc no 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 it was actually a woman causing so much trouble we had to Unfortunately, we had to tell her to leave the town. Banishing someone from the village on your first day? How exciting! But, but, I, I don't mean to, uh, to, to pry here, but you, is it, is it safe there? Is there... Oh, yes, most, everyone, she was, from what we understand, she, she's just town drunk, more or no, less, I, I mean miscreant. The, I mean, the, the orc. Aren't they oh. aggressive? I thought they were a war banding sort. Not from what I've seen. Uh, I think he just he works along with some of the other members in the town. Like I said, that we haven't had a, a much of a chance to get to know everybody yet between moving into the estate and adjudicating and then trying to we had to travel to Baron O'Kara's to get people to come fix our windmill. It's been a whirlwind of a couple of oh, days. Oh, he runs a farm like a human! How delightful! I... Truly, the land is, is filled with such mysteries and... and excitement and intrigue there's even out in humble marat there's always so much going on you you surely have stories to tell please and uh, at this point you hear just a tiny little <laughs> from the back and she turns around and subsinia is standing there uh with the the art kit the master painter's kit in her hand and uh she kind of steps forward and like she's very very in the spotlight and aware of it and doesn't want to be but feels the need to say something and uh I to stalwart gave me this it was hidden amongst the roses and you see like Dame Crab's head could explode <laughs> Just her entire face just becomes one massive <laughs> as she just like <laughs> back and forth, jaw actually open, and uh, <laughs> <Sepsidia>. <laughs> she... I need you to look back at that She's when you have laughing. a chance. She's not laughing. She's not laughing at all. She holds up the thing. She looks the opposite of Damon Crab. She's just totally out of place here. I um, I haven't found proper time to to paint and. <laughs> In, in some time, 
It's... I, deep breath, deep breath. I... I have to go. I, I'm sorry. Thank you, Sir Star Wars. And uh, she takes it and turns and heads up the stairs uh, immediately back up to her room. And Dame Crab smile drops a little bit. Still clearly happy with this. But she turns back to Nell. Just kind of shakes her head and says, I... I very sorry for my daughter. She, she doesn't mean to be rude, it's just she hasn't been the same since of Pelio and... Since what? Oh, she was... No, like you you were too quiet oh, to hear. Apelio. Okay. She was... betrothed. But her fiancé took his own life last year. I see. I... Come. Uh, come with me into the study. And she kind of leads you out of this, this main area to somewhere a little more secluded. Says, it really was just sudden, out of the blue, and Sebsinia she's just been so depressed ever since. I, I've tried everything I can think of, but nothing seems to bring her joy anymore. Nothing seems to put the light back in her eyes. She's just... The Sepsinia you see now is just the shell of what she used to be, and... I'm afraid I don't know how to fix it. Well, it's not something so easily overcome. I, I can understand the way that she's been acting now a little better. I haven't taken offense to it. it I've just been trying to understand it. I was hoping of that, that, well, you were the first in this year to truly show interest in her, despite her demeanor. And I was hoping that perhaps that would be the opening she needed, but this doesn't seem to have changed anything. Well, I mean, regardless of how she takes it, if I can get her just to, to open up and just be friends with us, even. It would be great to have both you and your daughter as people we can come to enjoy the company of. It would be a start, at least. I just want to see her smile again. Do you? None of you have children, right? No. I can't remember if I asked, I, and I do apologize. I've not been myself either. It's just I'm at my wits end here. I. I you can't understand the pain of seeing your own child in such pain. I mean, not to diminish her suffering, but I can't help but feel re required to shoulder her burden as, as much as I can, but I I've tried everything. I, I've brought her to the Temple of Abadar and Lothidar just to see if there was anything magical that could be done. I've Thank you for making an effort. Yeah, of course. I will see if I can talk to her while we're here for our visit. Maybe I can get through at least a little. Please be careful. I, I don't want her to know that I, I've told you or discussed this with anyone, really, and much less 
how much trouble it's put me through. She she doesn't need that. As far as you and I are concerned, this conversation has never happened. Thank you. I feel as if we could all use a drink after that. The mood here is <laughs> severely darkened. Tell me if you heard anything from Yanmus. And she snaps her fingers a few times, and a servant comes into the room. And she just uh, uh, whines for me and my friends here, please. But he nods and heads out. Oh, Reds, if you will. Yanmus, uh, where was that again? Oh, I'm terrible the, with the names of places. It's further up north, nearer to the border, to the, the northeast, I believe. Uh, I have a cousin up there. It's where, oh, I'm so terrible with learning new names. The Earl, who was at the Jubilee, Mercondus, I believe his name was. I don't know if you had an opportunity to uh, to meet him. He walked with a cane, a bit of a limp. Uh, no, somewhat of an older I, gentleman. I haven't. I don't think we had the pleasure. I know he resides up there, and I've heard they've been having quite some troubles as well. Uh, our own struggles are our own, and I mean, of course, nothing stands to the the exaltation events in Opara is hideous, mm. but Yanmus has been seeing truly troubled time uh, until the Imperialists came in. Oh! He's got uh, he's got Imperialists coming in. Interesting. Oh, uh, yes, the dear Pytherius has been so helpful reaching out even to such a withdrawn community so mm. far away. Uh, he's gone above and beyond to try to bring them back in. He's really, truly a wonderful man. It, mm. It'll be an excellent opportunity if I, I hear perhaps he may be attempting for the crown but that's a whole nother <coughs> story princess eutropia bless her heart she's a wonderful lady as well i i don't know who i'd choose between the two of them but i haven't met her personally i've seen pytherius i've seen his charity and what he's done he's wonderful and I've heard I've heard good things. I've also the whispers in Opara for both and against both. There's been much much talk there as well. It's it's hard to sift through and find the actual words of truth versus all the vicious rumors that oh, circle really, up both of them. Oh, it's quite the mess. But no, no politics is no better a, a discussion mm. than than the previous. No, we need lighter fare. And yeah. with that, she proceeds into lighter fare. And yeah. at that, nobody cares anymore. So, yeah. each of you, with your was... evening here, have an opportunity to influence Dave Crab. Uh, mm -hmm. We're just going to go down the line, and for your conversations this evening, you can make one discovery or influence check against Lady Crab each as you talk this evening. Visiting the nobles gives you a fantastic opportunity to try to sway them. So, Baylor, what do you want to do? Mechanically, about how long is this check being made over? This is the evening, so it's it's basically one social round that is the entire evening. Uh, it's just being here... For so long, uh, mechanically, when you visit a noble, you get an opportunity to talk to them in the evening, and then another opportunity to talk to them in the morning. So you each just get an, a couple of shots to do your best. 
So it, 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 it's, it's a decent amount of time then. Yeah, it is a fairly wide amount of time. So All right. it's nothing really particular and specific you need to worry about talking. Just if there's anything in particular you want to try to use as you discuss with her, since this is such a broad period of time, you can literally just roll without even going for anything specific. I mean, I do have what she wanted. I could talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you want to roll for that? I, I mean, local. I'm gossiping about myself. I oh, yeah, you, you, you've got Casimir knowledge. You can throw out the hot gossip. It's time. All right. Give me that. Or nobility, local. because that too. So the way this is going to work is that each of you, it's a, it's one social round for all of you. So you each get to roll. It's whoever gets the highest on their various role, and all four of the others are assisting it. I don't feel like I described that correctly. It's not literally five different influences because that would be absurd. But uh, so we got a 20 on Baylor's knowledge local. Inori, what do you want to go for? Uh, probably a discovery of some sort. Okay. Uh, and her discovery is sense motive or knowledge nobility. The standards. Didn't we already discover everything for her? Do you? How many do you have? One, two, three, four, so. five. She has six. I think we have five. Oh, do we have, we have six? Oh, you literally know everything. No, no, I, I don't think the discovery and influences were separated on her information, nor oh. were they separated from her daughter. Oh. Oh. So, oh, yeah, Sepsinia doesn't have an NPC page thingy, which she should, because she has art. Does she, does she and I'm dumb? Because it's possible she does and I'm dumb, and I just forgot to do it. They were both on the same... Oh, yeah, they're on one together, that's what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Parthena Crab and Sepsinia that it just puts together on one thing, that's why. And whoever separ-typed it didn't... I don't know if you've done any I successful discoveries on Sepsinia. I don't actually think you've done any successful discoveries on Subsinia. I don't think we've talked to her enough and gotten anything out of her. Well, so yeah, I, but I figured out about the art, but that's well, it. You do, because those are all Dame Crabs. Uh, there is one influence you don't have, so you can do a discovery check. Okay, uh, we'll try. Because I don't have, I can't do any of those, really. And with a 21 on sense motive, what is she like? Herself and her daughter. Gossip. Gossip. Just diplomacy, man. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> she what likes talking. She likes talking a lot. And Man. while that's just kind of, you don't have as much to contribute, you can be interested and hold up the conversation. You hold up your own end of the conversation. So it's not going to be as effective as any of the other ones, but you can just throw diplomacy at the lady who likes talking a lot. No. Hey, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to guess it's knowledge. You're going to try to be a comedian? Perform comedy. Oh yeah, she likes performances. Wow, 25, he did it, guys. <laughs> he performed a comedy. Funny guy is funny. <laughs> I he... pulled out some of the cheesiest jokes in my arsenal. So currently we have one... You all uh, of them? Yes. <laughs> we've got one, eight another, onto a 25. You're also going to perform, I'm sure. It's going to be a nice oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Kane has had a couple of a couple of glasses of wine, and she's going to 
regal stories of Opara and everywhere else. This sounds good to me. And with a 23, did the bard just get outperformed? She did. Hey. Is that legal? <laughs> that was a good joke. It happens. It was a good joke. She, she's pretending to be more interested in Nell so that Nell will give yeah, her Yeah, there you go. Mark. Yeah, fair enough. After fair Nell's enough. day, he needs a win. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah, it's wingmanning. It's wingmanning is what it is. Yeah, I'm wingmanning for Nell. And uh, after these two performances and quite a few drinks, Dame Crab herself is going to perform with oh. a very surprisingly graceful Kadiran Kaligi dance that was popular in her youth. Uh, and she lets you know that she spent a lot of her earlier years actually growing up in Kadira. Though her family all has their roots in Taldor. She was born here. She spent several years of her childhood, uh, about almost a decade, south of the border. And nice. she's got a lot of decks and she can dance. Dara, what are you going to top us off with? We have two assists on a 25 right now. Okay, I will... Uh... You know, also be wingman over here and bluff uh, about my good good friend over here. <laughs> Talking up the nail. Talk oh, I did it. Well, that's job. an eight another because you only got to be ten, so <laughs> that's three that pushes us above the thirty. Yeah, which ends yep. up at a thirty-one on performed comedy. So I'm gonna take the liberty of assuming that you kind of just want a double success. Yes. Because there's, I don't, I literally don't think there's anything left to discover about her. So she's just been so central to everything. Over the night, you get two successes, and uh, eventually, Sepsinia makes her way back out from her closet or whatever it is she disappears <laughs> to uh, at least be polite enough to rejoin and sit a comfortable but polite politely not too far distance from everyone and be generally as a cat in the same room and in line of sight of everybody uh, and just kind of be around and she contributes very little even when prodded directly but she's there and she's around. how long are we going to be here you're going to stay night. the night and be there the next morning and then leave okay. that's generally the uh the mo when you go to visit a noble you get there in the evening, you stay the night, and you leave the next, like, afternoon. So you get about a day there, evening, and then morning, and there. So, okay. as time passes, and it gets yet later, Dem Crab, at this point, fairly drunk, as I'd imagine probably at least a couple of you are, decides it is, it is probably realistically time to go do the sleeping, and leads you all to a very well-furnished guest suite with uh, eight beds in it, separated into two entirely different quarters within the suite, and its own, like, common room between them. Like, it is uh, no expense spared. This is what Crab enjoys doing, is decorating and trying to entertain guests as much as he possibly can. She wishes you a good, a good night and leaves you to your business in the suite. Is there anything you guys want to do? Not for the evening. Are you going to go poke? You're not, you mean you're not going to go poke around and dig at stuff? I the... thought you were going to say something completely different there. I thought I was going to go poke Civ City. No! Literally everyone thought that was where yeah, you were going. No! <laughs> yep. I mean, you could, but... <laughs> 
I, I'm like, I don't think I'm about to roll that hard 20. <laughs> hey, it, you're not going to Octarit. 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 Two perception has exactly one recorded <laughs> get laid roll. And it was a hard 20. So 100% of player characters who have made a roll to get some have rolled a solid 20. You can't argue with statistics, my friend. Some of us didn't have to roll. Pierce was pretty eager. Pierce was pretty into it. Pierce was real into it. But uh, Pierce was really I honestly cabin, can't right? remember the name of Octar's wife. Oh, uh, what was her name? I Who don't cares? remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. She was Let's the lady of whatever tower Pierce. down in the south in the shackles. I remember Pierce, Gerald. I don't. Everybody know. remembers Pierce. Hold the door, Pierce. Hold the door. <laughs> oh, no. There was the half elf chick that Gratian got with. Yeah. Oh, that is true, actually. Gratian laid a traitor, so I mean, it's, it's for two. He rolled pretty hot, too. Historically. RN Jesus is with you. He, he, I feel like this is your moment. He sold his body for like yeah. a thousand gold discount on an item or something. Oh, right. She wanted him real bad. That's what it was. <laughs> he got a discount on an item for a free night in her bunk. But anyway, seriously, you guys want to do anything? I'm not saying you should go for it. No, I'm just saying history is no. on your side here. What I'm thinking is I would like to talk to, talk to Sepsinia before bed because I would like to offer to paint her. You're going for it then, <laughs> no, right? I, I would like to offer to make a portrait of her. No, he's, he's just, this is very uh, a very sincere right. outrage, especially with what uh, Sepsinia is a painter. This is a fantastic idea. So now everyone settles in, and perhaps you drink slightly more. You're like, all right, we're going to do this. Liquid courage. Liquid courage, or regular courage. I'm not going to play a character I, for you. Nell just seems like the liquid courage kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you head out of the suite and make your way over towards uh, the crab's personal wing. And uh, that requires you to make, make, like, go across the main bulk of the home here. And uh, as you walk through, every, all the servants are asleep and everything. There's no one around, not even cleaning. Like, they just handle keeping it up during the day. But you, once again, the door up in the distance. And then, uh, just as abruptly, click shut. Uh, it sounds like it's out towards the back of the house. I mean, I'm going to investigate because I'm assuming most people are asleep. Figure I might as well check. Doesn't sound... The back like... doors of Crab's Estate are mainly just a huge wall of glass with some panels that can open into a fairly large patio, uh, which melds seamlessly into the lawns and gardens in her backyard before the great hedge maze. You kind of curiously make your way over towards the back of the house. And as you reach there, you look out into the backyard and just maybe a perception check even, because it's, it's just darkness out there. The 22 on your perception roll. You peer out of the darkness and can just barely make out what appears to be Sepsinia in her gown heading into the hedge maze. 
I mean, out of curiosity, he's going to follow. It like, so you... let's type it in the chat! Exclamation Nell. <laughs> this is a good idea. Oh no, there he goes again. Are we going to so, finish yeah. with him face down unconscious again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th this is this is what he came here to do. Is he came here to offer her if he could make a fortune? There As she you, goes. Uh, He's going to go out. ask. You're like, well, that's what I'm looking for. Cool. How convenient. So you head out in uh, through the back door, open the door yourself, and shut it behind you, and make your way down to the hedge maze, about 50 feet out from the back and out into the lawn. Now it's a hedge maze. <laughs> it's yeah. dark. So you're kind of just follow the left your way through this. And you've got I still no have idea. my lantern. I don't know. Did you bring your lantern with you to go to Sipsidia's room? Uh, I imagine no, you probably wouldn't have it, anything on you. Other than maybe probably, paint and a paint set. I'd probably cast light on him. <laughs> now, I, realistically, That's the only thing... That's up to you. Thing... Would you have brought your lantern? No. How would you see around the house? Yeah, yeah that, that is actually true. Lantern, actually. The house is, well, the house has got some like candle stuff lit. It's dim, but it's not dark. Would they be but... lit at night? Yeah, like enough so that people could get around if they needed to like, go to the bathroom or the kitchen. Or I mean, if it's dark and everything, I probably would have brought it just for convenience. Okay, he's so drunk. He, he's you just going to... You're drunk. Yeah, you have your lantern with you. All right. So, you so the, the only space. things that I would have on me is uh, lantern, sword, no armor, just because it's a thing that nobles carry. So as you head into the hedge maze here, uh, just trying to figure out what exactly uh, is going on in here, you start winding through the hedges. It's again a hedge maze, and you can't hear Stepsenia wherever she is, so you're just kind of drunkenly staggering through this maze, swinging the light around like, oh, where the hell am I going? And... You just kind of make your way deeper in, hoping you'll bump into her, figure out what's going on here. And as you do, the air starts to get colder. The area outside your lamplight starts to get darker. The hedges around you start to lose their well-trimmed and maintained shape a bit become more ragged. Continuing. What yes. Alright. So, kind of disturbed, but not... More carefully not, now, not but stopped. yes. Yeah. Disturbed, but we're not, we're not stopping yet. You continue on through the hedge. As the hedges continue to get more and more ragged, you start to actually see, like, inch-wide ropes of thorns piercing around the edges of these hedges and, in some cases, snaking across the ground. You turn one corner and see in front of you what appears to be incredibly thick, ropey webbing drawn across between all the various hedges and out in front of you barely through it you can make out a dim light and a clearing in the center of the hedge and as you kind of peer out toward it you hear a skittering 
of something with far too many legs. I'm going to draw my sword upon hearing that. You have your sword? Would you bring your sword to Sepsinia's room? It's night in a place I don't know. Historically, it's Dave Cribb's house. I'm gonna give. I'll let you have it. But what? Do you really have your sword on you? He said it earlier. Yeah. It. Oh, okay. Fair enough. He said. He said I have this and my sword. I, I would have only my sword and my lantern. No okay, armor. No nothing. Yeah, you did say it. Okay, I missed that. So you got your sword and your lantern. You. Slowly and cautiously unsure of what in the hell you're going into here. Got your sword out of its sheath. Is this really how we're living this? You... Yeah, yeah, it's the end of the session. Whew. What? Two weeks in a row, dude! <laughs> you need to we stop. We're gonna find you beat up or dead. In the morning again, or that is sleeping naked in the grass again. It is time. It is time. That's all we <laughs> well, have. I called that, didn't I? Wow, I had week. no idea. What? I, 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 I gotta thank you for getting the recurring viewership because you're leaving us the hot cliffhangers literally yeah. every single week. Yeah. Last week, tune we in next Nell time for exclamation Nell. Tiny and unconscious with all. How's Nell gonna screw up Cadbury's this week in the middle? Of a rapidly descending into madness hedge maze in Crab's backyard, hearing things he surely shouldn't walk into, drawing his sword, ready to walk into them. Oh man! Oh, maybe no, we gotta have a talk about this, dude. Like, well, Subsidia walked in and she's yeah. not like yeah. a fighter. Yeah, no, his whole thought process. His whole thought process is Subsidia came in here. I can't go to the spooky stuff where Subsinia went and not at least look for her. That's of course, fair. no calling out or anything, because calling out would be way too easy. He's drunk. So you don't have your shield or your armor, right? No, but, but I'm not exactly unarmed and, and incapable without it. Yeah, I mean, you got your sword. I mean, like, if you get, I don't know, jumped by a dragon, you're probably just gonna run away. But you've already yeah, your AC is like 10. You'll be fine. You're in a hedge maze. Running away will no be armor. difficult at best. Really? That's really good. Yeah, well, yeah, defending longswords onto his body, that gives him plus two. He still has his ring, he still has fighting defensively with combat, uh, and he still, you have combat expertise, so you can still fight defensively with combat expertise, transfer the defending. No, I don't, I don't have combat expertise, but I have have one dex, one dodge, I have two from the sword, and then I have another plus six from fighting defensively. Because you have a bunch of ranks and acrobatics. So yeah, if you fight defensively, you... Oh wait, that's full defense. Yeah, you're right. That's full defense. You get plus six if you're total defense. You get, I think, plus three if you fight defensively, right? There's a plus. Fight defensively gives you minus four and plus two, and acrobatics makes a plus three. Yeah, because it's fifty percent more. So you will have seventeen yes, AC fighting defensively, yeah. which is not bad for having no armor whatsoever. No, for literally being unarmored without your shield, seventeen AC is not terrible for a level four fighter built to have heavy armor and a shield. But, chat. Tune in next week. <laughs> next week, a drunken, unarmored Nell with nothing but his new fancy sword heads into the spooky hedges because he is making headway in Tepsidia if this literally kills him. <sighs> Which it might. Which it might. I, I mean, in his defense, I'm sure he wasn't expecting 
a crazy possessed hedge mage when he was thinking, you know, he was, might going, get lucky. Yeah. You know? he kept going, though. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Thank you for your support. Now, poor life choices, stalwart. <laughs> we will see you guys. Don't you remember you guys the talk we had? Next what week. Talk oh, drunk? man.